0: Mastering the Storm is the Here's the Storm podcast on the anchor.fm platform. Welcome, 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 everyone, to Mastering the Storm, a Here's the Storm podcast on the anchor.fm platform. I'm one of your hosts, LDAP, and I'm joined by
1: Wenzeltron. Man, you, you like reverted to the old intro Like for a little while. You weren't doing the anchor.fm part. <laughs> we have one week off, and you're just totally default.
0: That's right, man. It's all resets. <laughs> <laughs> Resets back 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 to basics. You know. yep. Gotta get back into the program. The unexpected week off, you know. We weren't oh, no. planning to take last week off, but you know it was felt good to have a little you know, a little bit yeah. of a breather. I mean I don't think we there. really
1: would have had too much to talk about to be honest either.
0: You know, just more complaining. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it it would have been like, God dude, I just lose all the goddamn time right now. <laughs>
0: A lot of the other podcasts I listen to, uh, they did the mailbag thing, you know. Uh, so <laughs> they were basically going to their 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 listeners and getting their questions from the mailbag. So oh, okay, yeah, it was good. I mean, yeah, I I enjoyed the, actually. What uh, was Into the Nexus, uh, Kyle Ferguson did a kind of a good rundown on strategies for Brex's holdout and Towers of Doom, like okay. which heroes work well. Yeah, I think I I get since I'm a Patreon of them, I get like their show notes. I'll throw them up for you guys, but. Uh, Yeah, it was a good discussion. They also discussed, uh, they had one, the last question was, hey, I'm trying to get into podcasting with a friend of mine. You got any suggestions? And so they gave some really good tips on like, you know, uh, what programs they use, you know, being consistent, you know, the, the, the um, kind of the things we've learned the hard way. Yeah. And so on their uh, their page, on their, um, Discord server, I actually also offered up, you know, some of the things we've done, you know, with regards to Anchor FM as we're right. hosting. Uh, I, I tend to use the freer tools out there or the cheap tools, the ABS editors uh, yeah. for audio editing and such, because it's you know, pretty straightforward and quick. quick. Yeah, so it was, you know, it was good. It was a good set of podcasts this week. You know, good content. You know, but like you said, it's all just kind of like you know, kind of waiting before the the shoe drops, so to speak. Yeah, Lots yeah. I was again. I was thinking
1: like before, like right before this, I was driving home and I was like, you know, this is like the weirdest time for heroes because, other than like post Bizcon, there's like this solid two months or so of. Like, no no pro scene stuff except if they're streamers or, like, really just the acquisition period. But if you're a casual fan, like, the, the entire eSports scene goes dark. So if you're one of those people that uses them as a as a compass to kind of play the game from, you got nothing.
0: Yeah, and I'll say maybe this year is a little bit different than last year and the year before where they had that uh, the gold. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's
1: no gold club this year. That's what right. makes it feel weird.
0: Right. So they had that Invitational at the Gold Club in China, yeah. which kind of, you know, it actually came right after BlizzCon, but before the balance changes went into effect last okay. year. Right. So this yeah. year we we don't technically have um, that per se, but we did get an announcement from Scythe Esports. They're going to be scrimming um, with one of the other pro teams. Oh, uh, really? Put on the internet. They
1: put it on Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. It? Yeah. They're going to stream it. Uh, That's I'm interesting.
1: I don't know if that's such a
0: but, good idea. Well, I think that's the idea—is to keep keep interest going, you know, yeah. and just show because Scythe is a new, you know, they the, they came through the uh, the Crucible, and they just announced they have Cavalier Guest as their coach now. Um, you know, we're a little bit in the esports <laughs> discussion, but uh, you know, they wanted—they're trying to keep the interest going. But you know, there is this kind of like the sky is falling kind of. Mentality right now because of the lack of East uh, Heroes news, and specifically related to, you know, this guiding Tim Rizzo who's been writing a lot of um, Event Global articles on the uh, the fact that since Blizzard's been so silent about. Here's the storm, and this is kind of taken on its own life of its own. I think he was more reporting what people that were were saying on Reddit that the sky is falling, the sky is falling. You know, we didn't have a great ending to HTC because of the the way the BlizzCon ran and the, num- and the numbers. Yeah, uh, HTC 2019 is not going to be the same, or we're going to lose it. But then Gold Club, you know, they announced their 2019 schedule, so there is, you know, the Chinese got their. Uh, <laughs> You know, got their tournament going forward. You know, and they've yeah. announced that they're gonna add a Hearthstone and a Warcraft three um tournament. Tournament, yeah. So wow. uh, That's crazy. With prize money and such. So China's got you know got their thing going. They got their <laughs> but we're just waiting to hear what's gonna happen on the HTC. Yeah. I mean uh,
1: they gotta be working through something. That's why they're not saying anything. So that's my guess.
0: Yeah. So and you know I mean they what they'll have what I what I'm aware of is that they'll have a they'll have the the summit right where right. all the players and teams will come to BlizzCon or Blizzard and they'll have a three or four day conference and part of that discussion <coughs> is which maps they're going to. Um, you know used for the season right so that's that's and then what the rules you know what, what any kind of you know, kind of like administrative rules are going to be in, in enforced you know with like roster changes and things like that mm-hmm. and then of course then you know how they're going to verify the new uh balance changes or that they're proposing or the game work the, the game rework is going to affect them as well so um but yeah so i mean i don't know like you know I myself, I'm I'm one of those people that likes to wait and see. I don't like to try to get too far ahead of myself when it comes to yeah. speculation. Cause I'm not trying to rub the crystal ball,
1: you know. Yeah. I think it's a little premature. Especially, like, I, I don't know. All that controversy that we were hearing from the perceived changes to XP and things like that, I think that's too soon. And just kind of the perception of eight, there's no, like, Feedback from what HGC is going to be, or whatever, like that seems, I don't know, Glo- too gloom and doomy.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, with regards to the snowballiness of the game, I think it is, you know, I think that what they're trying to address there makes sense. I mean, with right. just it's a wait and see type of thing, I thought the matches at BlizzCon were interesting. You know, I mean, I think some teams tried some things that were just a little bit un. Uncon-
1: <laughs> aka, yeah.
0: Yeah, they they tried some things that weren't, you know, something you see in their finals. But OK, maybe they're just trying to think outside the box. But overall, yeah. I think that, you know, I think most people were critical of the format, you know, and maybe that's hopeful that they they want to make BlizzCon this big thing. And I get it. But maybe it's too big of a thing. You have you know, you're basically dividing your audience between yeah. Four properties, you know, and that's the thing that the international doesn't do. <laughs> it's <the> international. <laughs> it's like, you know, so, you know, they got to think about how they really want to kind of package this thing. I and mean, it is, is two halves of a season. Is that a good idea? You know, I mean. Uh, because you know you you kind of have this first half and the second half. Yeah. But you half, the only thing these halves do is let you bring more people more people from your region to the the finals, right? Yeah. And yeah. you get and you get money, of course, if you win. So I mean, it's it is good for that, you know. But it's just this weird kind of first half, second half thing. I don't know how it plays into the big yeah. big picture, you know, per se. You know. Well,
1: it's kind of unfortunate that they have to kind of play around BlizzCon as being the pinnacle event.
0: Yeah.
1: And BlizzCon is, I don't know, it's kind of always been limited to this two-day format.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so Heroes kind of has to just play within that predetermined logistics. or right. you, know, you know, because they got, cause like otherwise, like, I don't know. I can just imagine Blizzard probably spends a ridiculous amount of money already to kind of make the game or make that thing happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, for them to add another day or whatever to like own those the venue would just be astronomical, probably. So,
0: yeah, and that's where like you know you get your trendy sports. It talks about the circuits, right? Whereas Dota's kind yeah. of has the circuit approach, which works for them because well, you know they've been doing it for a long time. They got you know a lot of people already pre invested. I mean, Blizzard's really trying to work their their magic with their with their partners, you know, with Twitch, yeah. you know, and the the bits and the, those types of things. So, I mean, you don't know what's which one's better. You perceive it as one is better than the other. Obviously, the prize pool being kind of big in the international kind of equates that's probably a more successful format. But then, you know who really benefits from that versus the HCC model, which tends to spread it out amongst all the teams, you know, and lets people pick which teams, yeah. you know, they want to support. You know, I do think that one of the things Blizzard's doing pretty well right now, at least in the last four months, maybe five months, is the dro- the drops, right? You know, the... They've had a lot of,
1: fr- like, a, probably at least three to four rounds recently.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're, you yeah, know, they're doing these... The, 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 by connecting the drop thing, I mean, if people, you know... leave leave their client running a Twitch stream they have a chance of getting up I mean I got like five loot boxes last week you know just leaving my stream open I gotta leave it open for a few days today because I have to get the I've gotten all the the little sprays you know so nice it's pretty good you know I think Blizzard's doing a good job kind of integrating themselves with Twitch right now so I mean you know it's just trying to get those eyeballs you know at that, And, you know, the thing about it is there's live versus vods, right? And I think a lot of people catch their HTC based on VODs. You know, you know, you're, you know, got three days over a weekend to catch all these matches. You know, I mean, it's interesting, but, I mean, there's no way you can attract that many eyeballs, right? <laughs> Even if it's a good match. So, you know, trying to constantly judge them based on their viewership. Now, granted, the other platforms get really good viewership anyway, but, you know, i don't know i mean yeah it's like i I do think it's a well-produced product you know i I don't you know that's the one thing i can say that i know about htc it's really well produced you know i mean the casters are good the casters are good yeah and even the you know the the mid-season brawls you know those are really well done you know in my opinion those are my favorite (laughs) yeah i mean they're they were amazing so can they capture that and put it into a final format that's remains to be, I mean, the problem with the final format, it seems like they have to make these tough decisions. Who's going to cast the finals, right? Yeah. You know, who's going to get slighted, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. And then of course, then you have your, your people, you have your casters who are making this their career. So you got Gilly, who's maybe deciding to branch out, same with Redred, you know, so you got these like, kind of like question marks, you know, will Trixler be back? You know, it's like, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, so, um, I don't know i mean it's just there's a lot of question marks and you know the community they like to ask a lot of questions you know and they like to speculate mm-hmm. and
1: yeah there's just um, a lot of speculation and i kind of just yeah. merp, just a little bit i just don't at least the negativity of the speculation sometimes it's a little too much
0: yeah there's the chicken littles out there and i think that you know, that's the problem is the chicken littles they seem to grab the attention right now versus yeah. like you know there's a people a couple there's one guy in Reddit right, is like hey everything's fine everything's fine they haven't announced their whole hearthstone approach yet yeah so it's like <laughs> you know you know the, the sky you know blizzard is, the company is having financial problems they lost you know 40% of their value in you know 30 days because of uh, you know made this announcement they made supposedly you know Did they really um,
1: from the that's the Diablo Immortal announcement
0: yeah, the, wow. there's speculation that like, you know, right now you can pick up division stock for a 40% discount. What, you know, so that's kind of
1: I crazy. Mean, I didn't know it dropped that much.
0: Well, that's the the nature of the stock market. The stock right. markets the stock market is down anyway, so they're, right. They're, I mean, bad right bad publicity right regardless. Bad publicity versus this, yeah. And you know, but then again, they have things in the pipe, you know. So they're kind of like you know they're trying to keep they're not you know they're trying to keep things closed, but. I don't know. It's it's kind of an interesting time. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, for me, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to next week. I mean, we got our first glimpse of you know what's to come. We got the stitches kind of announcement video. So, and we and today they released the uh, the quick match changes they talked about where they're gonna prioritize oh, really? having tank and a support and today with the. Yep. yep.
1: Nice.
0: But people are already complaining that ba- their matches are not balanced.
1: <laughs> people. It's supposed to be perfect
0: uh, every time. It's right. supposed to be perfect every oh, It can't be perfect <laughs> how, Has anyone
1: ever heard of a, of a, of a coding project that's always going to work 100% of the time, the first time it gets implemented?
0: If you look at me in my auto-moderator script this week, you'll <laughs> you'll be laughing because it's, it's it's got a few false positives this week that have been kind of entertaining. But,
1: uh. <laughs> I know well, how that you goes. Know,
0: so, anyway, I got some people at the house right now, so you may hear some background noise. No folks, worries. So.
1: I wouldn't worry about um,
0: it. Yeah, they, when you tell them there's a podcast on, they don't really understand. Them. Maybe I should lower my just a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. People. <laughs> God, people with loud voices. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry. Anyway. But, yeah, um, back to the Stitches thing, because I think Stitches yeah. is worth talking about. We don't know his talents yet, but sure. I'm excited.
0: It looks like they they wanted to increase his ability to wave clear a little bit, like Johanna. So with his slam, he's gonna, they're gonna he's gonna get that ability to kind of clear waves a little bit faster. Well,
1: it's that his trait. His trait gets the cleave.
0: Yeah, and it also gets that kind of that like, what's it that damage over time. Yeah. Like, and the closer you are, the more slower you're going to be. Like so, if you your goal with stitches is not to stand on top of him because if you do, you're going to be really slowed. Yeah, and so.
1: you're going to take more poison damage over time
0: right every time you you get it and then you get hit by his um his slams and stuff yeah
1: and the slam is cool too because like it's like a conal effect but -hmm. the closer like the halfway section of it is applies a slow now
0: and then i think the trade-off they're trying to do is they're trying to kind of rein the hook in a little bit i mean right now it can like probably hook you from half the board (laughs) it's It's like it's like a full i
1: think it's a full screen length and like a screen and a half
0: or something with, like, uh, Fishing Hook. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the, the the number one the number one complaint you're going to hear about is the Fishing Hook nerfs or the Fishing Hook changes and stuff. So hopefully when we get the full talent rework um, and, you know, get some time in the simulator, we'll get some ideas of how that's really going to affect him. I mean, for now, right now, I think his best map is, like, the two-lane like maps like Braxis Holdout or maps where maybe even Dragonshire, where... Uh, I know Towers and Towers of Doom, right? So, you know, it's the hook, the gorge, and to, you know, and then put them behind your wall and let and let and get it and get the person killed, right? Yeah. That's kind of the that's the kind of the, the wombo combo or stitches. And then the other aspects of it that he can just have this large health pool and stand there and soak damage, right? You It'd know, so a
1: body take damage.
0: Yeah. Big dumb stitches. Duh, duh, duh. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then, the other part of it, you build him as a bruiser, and you just slam everything. You slam, you slow. You, you, know, it's like, you know, I mean, he's a great tank for beginners. Yeah, because he, he does. I well, mean, if very, I can play him well,
1: he's very one dimensional of, of yeah. the tanks, which is whatever. And I think what they're doing, or at least to me, it feels like it's kind of like increasing interactivity of stitches. Because in his current form, he kind of just you throw a hook out, and that's like really all you got. Mm-hmm. so yeah and then like after that you kind of like walk up you press your w it does some damage no big deal right especially if you don't talent into it uh mm-hmm. and then E he's just there as a self-heal you know just like a steroid just like ah bobo's dead heal nom yeah you know? and
0: i think the one thing that you know <laughs> he has that you know the one of the reworks they did with him they gave him the playmaker hook right you know so yeah. that you know if he wants to save a teammate you oh, see yeah, a what talent helping hand Helping in, right? It used to be a talent, but then they baselined yeah. it.
1: The MF Palatine is special.
0: Yeah. But then, you know, so now, you know, much like Garrosh, you know, he's got that kind of, you know, Just get your friend waiting. out of danger. But once again, it's a skill shot, right? So, you yep. know, if your friend jukes or whatever, you know. Right, like,
1: Damn it. <laughs> but you know so, the yeah. good stitches who can land it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a practice thing. You know, if you have Wubby doing it for you. So. Right. I used to have a friend of mine. I loved to play, and like, man, when he would gorge people, he'd like have like an orgasm on <laughs> and, and Discord, would be like, "Oh, yes, I got a minion!" <laughs> it, <was like, laughs> it was like kind of fun. It was entertaining to play with him sometimes.
1: <laughs> mean, I mean, it was like, the, the hooks are fun. Like, it, Stitch yeah. is one of those characters that when you land a hook, it feels great, but when you miss the hook, it doesn't feel it feels like bad, great. man. Yeah, it doesn't feel like. Well,
0: the one thing they did announce is that, you know, the one, the one the, they wanted to reward skilled hooks, right? So yeah. they have a out where if you hook someone, it'll reduce the cooldown, which is cool. I think that people have been asking for that for a while. So that's one of the things they did announce in the video. Um, and then, you know, the slowing effects, I think, were the other major aspect of the stitches they wanted to add. Kind of give him a little bit. He's like a fat Johanna, basically. A little bit. <laughs> you know, so, I mean... I, I I see him. I think of him as like you know, when I was when I was watching it. I got the this is like Johanna, right? It's like <laughs> just you know long range hook and you know the ability to help your foe. You know, so we'll see. You know. and then yeah. I I'm speculating that we'll see by tomorrow or Friday. We'll see the Sylvanas uh, video too. Yeah, I, don't I was, think I was
1: curious that didn't come out. Normally, they kind of put them together.
0: Yeah, and I think this one they're taking their time because they know that they got. I mean, this next patch I th- they got to prepare for the next season right so will they put in the 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 gameplay changes that they announced you yeah. know i mean these are so we and we're casting we're casting this podcast on wednesday so <laughs> <laughs> by sunday the game will be totally different most likely
1: yeah <laughs> you know and there'll be another flame thread on, on somewhere about yeah. whatever
0: this but is... you know we're kind of at the tip of the iceberg here you know i my expectation you know I mean, if we record on Sunday, we probably have the bigger picture, too. You know, so. Yeah, because then yeah. we'll
1: get a better idea of the current balance patch that literally just went out live a couple hours ago.
0: Yeah. Um, but, but you know, now is, this is the more exciting time. And then yesterday, Janitor Leoric got released, right? So we have Janitor Leoric.
1: And that's so yeah, expensive, so I- too, for a legendary skin, but it was worth it.
0: I you know I I mean I got I bought the bundle because it was too. what thirty three percent off you know so I got all the soaps and I got all the skins and I got the uh the the skins I was missing for Kerrigan. Oh, you had the big bundle. Uh, yeah, but it was because it was like thirty three percent off, and I said, yeah. well, you know, I got the gems, so what the hell? And then I immediately bought the cloak in uh, three thousand gold. Uh, yeah, I got
1: I uh, gotta go buy that as soon as we get done with this because I completely forgot about it.
0: Don't forget your banners. Your six point five out of ten yeah, banners. I, we
1: were just talking about that yesterday, and it's absolutely <laughs> amazing that Blizzard doubled down on that. And so, and it's so it is such a cool idea. <laughs> it's so and I think
0: there's also there's a there is a spray with the diva. With remember the the three slashes on the uh, the door of Hanamura. Yeah. There's a there's a spray of that. I haven't found it yet, so I'm going to look for it. But Ooh. someone posted it, so I, wanna, I mean, Maybe there was. I, I'm hoping that this wasn't a spray that I missed. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, and then Wonder Billy, she, 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 he, it. Wonder William. I guess it's a he.
1: Wonder William.
0: Yeah, uh, the uh, it's. Well, I want to give it its ability to choose its own gender. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know uh, that's been extended as well. So uh, it was supposed to go off sale tomorrow to, yesterday, but it, yeah, it's got like another couple of weeks. So. Well, that's
1: cool. So it was, people yeah, get so. a chance to level up. Wo Billy um, so
0: and then to this week is the last week for the la- the third the the third um, spray out of the Orphelia um, Orphea Orphe- Orphe- Orphe patch you know where twitch prime or uh, the twitch drops were
1: yeah if you, you watch any of the partner streamers
0: yeah you can, you know, so this is your last week. So, set your, you can get loot boxes. And if you watch, I guess, four or five hours of a stream, you get the, you'll get the sprite. So.
1: Yeah. Every time I remember to do that, it's too late and no one's streaming. <laughs> so I'm like, ding it. So it's because I'm always playing the game during the time that they're probably streaming. So it's like, well, this is too bad I'm not the streamer.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, that, that being the case, you know, HTC uh you know speculation box apocalypse apocalypse is kind of ending right now um yeah because it now over, the teams
1: the release period is over currently right
0: right and so what we we're in the we're in the phase where the teams can start you know uh signing new players and this is where people have been kind of like critical of the silence because people don't know what the format of HCC 2019 is going to be they're the teams are more reluctant to offer you know, or to pick up players, right? You know, because they don't know what you know, they don't want to spend a lot of money for something and maybe it's not as as lucrative. You know, so mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the criticisms, yeah. you know, of so um so this is right now until December fourth is the official roster acquisition window. Uh, that means uh the roster release window is ended and teams are not obliged to they're now they don't have to announce uh, all the players leaving their roster yet either. Oh wow! And so oh. so so far, right now, no roster changes were announced uh, were announced during the week of. Yeah, there's only been
1: like three players from every region that left, except uh, Tempest. Tempest had some pretty big, yeah, changes.
0: I think there's a spreadsheet I can look at real quick. Yeah, there's a roster apocalypse
1: on Reddit, but they had like signed Dami and Good? to Question mark. You should fact check me on that one.
0: What is it? A, see
1: should be only at the bottom.
0: So, yeah, so in Europe, uh, jpl is gone. Which we from, all knew. Uh, we all
1: knew JPL was going to yeah. be gone before.
0: Grant Gaming, uh Darmok is gone. Yeah. World 20 Esports, uh, Nix is gone. Quacknix, yeah. And E-Punk, Quacknix, yeah. And then uh, Rossmeg is uh, gone from E-Punks. You know, Monkey Menagerie is disbanded.
1: Oh, wow, they disbanded. They're not staying together. Yeah. I mean, I kind of saw that coming, but...
0: And Not then owner. North America. Clicking on North America. Team Freedom. Yeah. Um, they dropped, Nazmus, they just
1: dropped their sponsor, right? For
0: Team Freedom. Yeah. Well, the sponsor dropped them. He yeah, sent them out. Way around. <laughs> yeah,
1: the coach,
0: so because the coach
1: got ownership of the team.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Endemic. So uh, was it Freedom Lost? Nasmus uh, Yoda and. Uh, uh, their coach. And then um, Team Oculus lost prismaticism, uh, endemic lost cure, and uh, Michael Udall. Which you know, when Michael Udall retires, he usually comes back six months later. So don't take the <laughs> take the yeah. what it is. Well, he
1: put a video up saying he's going to be a full time streamer on his Twitter. Yeah. yeah, Twitter. So I mean, it's whatever.
0: Yeah, well, him, you know, until he really gets the bug, out. until he gets the bug, or someone says yeah, something, to or until
1: someone say. says, "Hey, you should join our team," and they make a new super roster of some sort. I don't know, for him, I think for him, I think he's been doing this for a while, and, like, there was a lot of hype around him when he won, uh... When his uh, team won... The
0: whatever, Dorm. Yeah, dorm. The dorm.
1: And I think a lot of people assumed he would be, like, a superstar of some sort, and he kind of was for a little while, but then after a while, he it seemed like he kind of just fell off a little bit. Nothing, not in his own way, but just, like, teams he was on were not performing as well as speculation, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I think he tries to be, you know approachable he, his criticisms are you know i, I don't think he was highly critical of people he has yeah. opinions i mean obviously but everyone's got opinions, um, right? <laughs> yeah the one thing i'll say is he's um you know he went through some emotional things too with a, you know, this breakup with his girlfriend yeah. and things like that during a meet- during the middle of the season which caught you know said you know, distracted that does him not help that.
1: anything yeah.
0: <laughs> but you know it's it just goes into the state of players in this league you know um they have personal yeah, <laughs> yeah. but we'll say that when he was at the mid-season brawl you know as one of the casters he, he, i think he did a great job yeah he was and, the yeah.
1: um analyst right yeah yeah i think yeah. i really wish they would just add that as a role
0: mm-hmm. like
1: uh, at all times mm-hmm. i i think i
0: mean but but i thought he had really good insights you know yeah. and you know so um the one thing I, I've kind of, like, you know, noticed is that with, like, say, you know, with the demise of Squadron, right, you know, and uh, Heroes Heart, they're kind of forming their own media empire here. Yeah,
1: know? it's kind of crazy how many people they've picked up in, like, the last month, right?
0: Yeah, Cause, cause yeah.
1: Their whole thing is crazy. Their expansion yeah. is insane.
0: And they're, I mean, <laughs> and they, yeah, they got podcasters, they got, you know, yeah, they got or, articles. I mean, there are other... um so, small in comparison. And they think, you know, like, you know, whereas Templar Storm kind of had their own kind of approach to the same thing. Yeah. They're not as I don't know, as engaged. I, I mean like they got Chaos OS writing these great articles, but and Chaos pretty much puts his articles on the here's our site. So it's yeah. like it's like it's like uh Reddit Light is what I like to call it. You know, I think get they get a lot of viewers, but I think most of their viewers go to their Twitch channels and stuff, you know, and then just stop by the uh yeah um the website.
1: I think the, tw- um, the Twitch channel is the way, too, is like because those people were already like watching them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, the people that get picked up by it. So it's kind of like, oh, next logical progression. Just go to, you know, Heroes Hearth, the website kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like Spaceballs, you know. Spaceballs, the movie, and then Spaceballs, whatever. <laughs> this is a terrible joke. But, uh, <laughs> like, it's just, it's interesting to me, though, to kind of think about it as, like, a... You know, everyone keeps saying, like, how much Heroes is kind of a dead game, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's Heroes Earth out here doing their deal, and they're like... <laughs> I,
0: You know, I, I, you know, that was one of the things I thought about this week. It's like, you know, people are like, you know, with the matchmaking changes going into effect, like the changes to Quick Match yeah. and yeah. the upcoming changes where they're going to combine Hero League and Team League, right? Yeah. My feeling is, is if you click on that button that says ready and it says you're in a match, yeah. that's to me, it's not, a, it's not a dead game anymore, right? If you have to wait six minutes for a, uh, a, queue, a queue, you know, yeah. that makes you feel like the game is dead. But once I think they get these kind of tweaks in place, you know, I don't, you know, and like your match, I mean, like we've been playing together and what does our matches take like with Team League? You know, two minutes, three minutes, you know, maybe like two minutes to get a match, sometimes less, you know. And yeah. we don't notice it. We're just sitting there kibitzing, right? Yeah. You know, so it's I mean, like
1: for us, our cues. I mean, even in general, our cues are probably less than two minutes on average.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, so my feeling is this the game is not dead. If you can click the cue button and you get into a match pretty quickly, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter You know how popular is on Twitch or how, you know, to me, it's your perception when you play the game. Now, if, you log if in you're in a mi- day,
1: right? <laughs>
0: yeah. If you're in a minor region, this game might feel dead to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so. but isn't that a problem with any minor region, unless you're exactly? Is, isn't that a problem for any minor region, unless you have a server that's connected to the entire game ecosystem together? Yeah. Anyways,
0: yeah, unless you're like VPNing overseas or something like yeah. that, you're, you're probably gonna think this game is rather dead. So you know, you know, but you know, for me, North America, we <laughs> yeah, well, you know, game's not dead. I, I like America,
1: because we do everything better. <laughs>
0: I wondered how the hell Europe works. Serious, I mean, like Europe only has one region. You know, right. You get, you and know, you work. have how many
1: different countries with how many different languages?
0: With how many different types of internet connection? With how many. It's right. Like...
1: That sounds debauchery, is what it sounds
0: like, like. If I'm in England, am I playing people in France and, and Iranian, Russia?
1: Right? Like you could have a team and you have like one French guy, one German guy, one Russian guy, and two like British people. <laughs>
0: yeah I don't know how it works over like, there. We,
1: like we get annoyed when we have like that random Spanish speaking person you're like, oh, <laughs>
0: I like Spanish people just to be clear <laughs> I
1: mean, it has nothing to be wrong with Spanish people but it's just like we're not
0: a racist podcast <laughs> not,
1: not even a little bit, but it's just kind of like oh they don't understand English or at least you don't just, you assume not when they say something about I don't even know I can't think of any Spanish words off the top of my head that they normally say.
0: That's <laughs> well, an opportunity. It's an opportunity to use your pings, right?
1: Right. I mean, I use those more than I probably should sometimes.
0: At least in Japanese, right? Where the, the poor people don't have me have like
1: a keyboard <laughs> or a pl- client, <laughs> yeah. period. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. They're just playing, like, you know, can you just, can you just try it? Yeah. So, yeah. anyway,
1: don't they have to use a, well, a, a, a translator for everything?
0: Yeah. Google Translate to help out here. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is, I, you know, my perception is, you know, we don't know what the back-end numbers are. Yeah, maybe this isn't the Viad early, you know, Dota 2. Um, but it's it's our little slice of heaven, and I like it, you know. I mean, you know, I'm happy to see the janitor really work. I'm happy to see these changes. But let's and, all be honest,
1: too. The janitor really work they went all out for that skin. Like, yeah. the, Like, this was a community idea. Like, I don't know how many people have been here from the beginning. A lot of people probably have. If you listen to podcasts, but like okay. the, the idea for the skin was like, right. It was right around, like right after Diablo or not Diablo, right after Leorg got released, someone who was like just a fan artist was like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if they had a Janet of York? And it was like one of those guys who was an artist and like really good at what he does. And he like came out with the skin and you know, everyone was like, this needs to be made real. Right. Like that was one of the cool things to find on Reddit is where you get all those like fan art skin Mm -hmm. concepts those are like some of my favorite ones and just for them to take it serious enough as a dev and then take it to the next level and create a mount for it too like what like on all the extra spell effects that's insane like what what game do you know where they listen to the to the people that much i can't think of another one and it's especially something that doesn't like really matter (laughs) yeah
0: I mean, I don't know what it's like in League of Legends or, you know, yeah, I don't know either. Or but, or two. I but I don't mean, think what, as what much d-
1: fan back and forth because the characters don't have as much of a. They have an identity, but I wouldn't say it's like as integral to the. To just the fun factor of how these the, the fantasy, I guess you'd call it.
0: Yeah. And sometimes when a game is so successful, making changes to a, you know, it, you too know, too many
1: people. Yeah,
0: it's like because people like and I know that's been kind of the case with League of Legends and recently that changes they've made have caused people to become rather upset because I think that because the game is so competitive, much like if you change the rules in baseball or football, (laughs) you know, the pro players are not going to be happy with that. You know, they're going to be rather vocal, you know, when (laughs) the, the vocal minority. Yeah. But you know, a lot of times there's the ones driving those changes because they're able to exploit those like there's imperfections or there's right. uh the opportunities. So, um, yeah. So talking we were talking a little bit about the roster apocalypse and the changes that we, we we're aware of and the teams we know of. And then like so rounding up the North America, Jin, uh I can't, you know <laughs> Lorhan put these crosses, so I can't was like uh, it? yeah. yeah, yeah. In, uh JS Christie, and Akaface uh, are left. Um, no tomorrow. Um, and then Kevlar just Keller guest joined us. Uh, Esports. And oh, then is Scythe, actually in a team
1: now.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's the coach for Scythe Esports. So, oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, and the uh, the one name you might be heard of before was Talking Trees. You know, so he's yeah, he's, he's, old
1: right? School, right? he's old school,
0: right? He's old school. He's been there for a long time. He's changed teams a few times. He's actually sub for some teams as well. So. Yeah. yeah, Interesting. on in the Korean and the Korean side. They also had some roster changes as well. Um, Tempest lost side. Demi and, and good. Uh, ballstick lost hooligan. jaejong and SDE.
1: Ballstick. I thought it was ballistics.
0: Ballistics. I called him ballstick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it needs to be made into a shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Supernova Lost uh, has been Bennett Benothem and Alex so uh, yeah so there's been you know some changes obviously it makes people me worry
1: la- about the Korean scene with Tempest changing so much yeah cause like Tempest is you know they're the ones that competed with you know Envy or not Envy people like Gen G to be like the contender team and now that you know, half their team is gone.
0: <laughs> it's kind of a, yeah, it will retired. Right? right. And then, you know, and ballistics, you know, the young J he retired. So, I mean, and then with, so it looks like, the, you know, these guys will probably just move around, you know, probably. <laughs> and we have no information about the China uh, teams right now. So I'm not sure if they're going through a rock, a, rock, a rock apocalypse or if they'll do theirs later in the season.
1: They're stuck behind the great firewall. Three, Three. talking.
0: Two one. And we're back. So anyway, we were talking about the roster apocalypse and we were I think we were commenting on the last part of the Korean yes. uh, roster changes and the fact that we have no information about the Chinese. <laughs> yeah. So now that we caught back up. So you know, like I said. No major uh, announcements of any acquisitions yet, just a lot of departures, and so we have until the 4th for the teams to make their changes, and then they don't have to announce that. And then I think after the 4th, we might start hearing uh, of, the cha- of the changes that the teams are making,
1: percent. Yeah. So overall, not a whole lot yet.
0: The one thing that was kind of interesting that's come out of this is the discussion about the HTC map pool. So uh, then, global another Tim Rizzo article. He uh, he kind of did his kind of like I guess uh, uh, interview of a bunch of pro players and asked them what they what maps they thought needed to re- be removed and if there was any to be added. And the ones that most people identified that needed to be removed was the number one was Hold Holdout. I think most people feel like if there's going to be a map removed, it's going to be that map. And I think yeah. Some- and then some people felt also Curse Hollows earning you know <laughs> earning its uh um, exit as well. Even though was a lot really? of players like the map, yeah, you know, a lot of people like it. But then they're, they're the people that he did an interview they identified Curse Hollow as kind of like the map to go. And then um, the now, one map was, is
1: it just because stale at this point, so everyone's just kind of like eh, yeah,
0: I'm
1: yeah.
0: Um, and then the map that people the the couple of the maps they identified for coming back in. Garner Terror seems to be the number one map most people feel has a chance of coming in. Um, They feel Alterac Valley, uh, because of its slowing the rotations, um, might not make the cut, you know, because, you know, teams are not going to pick a map that's going to slow the rotation down, so that might not be a friendly map. And then the map that I thought that most people would not like, Warhead Junction, seems to be back in favor, and that's because of the, the, the XP change. Well, the reason why is because the XP changes, right? Before that map, you know, you could put Zagara in the bottom lane, you could put a specialist in a lane, let him just go to town and earn earn you now with the, the changes to experience, that's not the case. So um, there's some thoughts that, you know, that kind of map might have some strategic value. It might be yeah. like, a, like a Towers of Doom type map, you know, where you know, it's kind of long and <laughs> you have dedicated lanes for specific things. So... Yep. So, yeah, and then uh, Hanamura, not many people mentioned that, so, uh, you know. I I mean, I'm not sure what you feel. Like, I you know, I like their maps so far that when I play them in Quick Match, I don't mind playing Hanamura or Garden of Terror. Yeah, um,
1: I don't really mind. I think in general, uh, honestly, I haven't really played too much of Quick Match of late, so. Yeah. My.
0: We were, a couple weeks ago, we were playing a little bit more them yeah. we Yeah. Came out. Orpia. When Orphia
1: first came out, Orpia. we were all leveling yeah. stuff. It was fun, yeah. but I feel like you can abuse quick match so much more when you have like a three man or something, because mm-hmm. you kind of just don't have to like. Even if you just have a tank who knows how to play well, it's pretty much a sealed deal.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was I was playing a little bit a little bit more quick match than normally I did because I was leveling a couple of the other heroes. Yeah. Um, uh this week and last uh, last two weeks. I mean, since we've been playing more together, I've not been doing that. I saw Phoenix and um, uh, Orphea and um, Malganus to go through, and then I have all my heroes to fifteen again.
1: <laughs> yeah. So here's what I wanted to bring up. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because of the, the the idea of the meta thing, right? Everyone's getting all it's all a little weird about banning the quote unquote best heroes right now, which seems to be anywhere from okay. Malganus to Asmodan or whatever, right? Right. And so what we've been doing is making our own better. Or rather <laughs> or rather banning things that are um solid picks rather than the ones that are like the best picks. You know? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get your like take on it, because again, this is kind of like that trickle-down effect of where a lot of people look at HGC and use those as the baseline of the meta, but we don't have that right now. And with Orphea being in the game and Malganis being in the game, we've seen neither of those played in professional play. So it's kind of interesting that we're like, you know, we're, 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 we're sinking in, or we've been thrown in the deep end, so to speak, to try and figure out what's going to be the new hotness,
0: so to speak. So here's my thing. If you're playing with an organized group, three to five players, right? Yes. Um, you're going to have your, your comfort picks, right? For And hopefully it's per map. You know, you're know, you not yeah, just for picking this in your, here.
1: <laughs> for your specific roles or map choice.
0: And then you, you're going to also have the things you don't want to play against on specific maps, right? And yes. there's, there's two things, um, you heard you know, those two things... You know, those, in my mind, are the... Uh, you know, that's where you should draw your, your meta. You know, you can use the HCC if you, if you can play like an HCC player, well, why not? Right. Right. But, um, you know, in HCC, they, they ban a lot of myev, right? Yes. <laughs> because myev is pretty good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty <laughs> good. <It would> ban- <laughs> just, just a little good, right? <laughs> right. So
0: if you're banning myev in, you know, uh, Hero League, Team League, that's probably not a good ban for you guys because most likely you're not going to play against a really good Maya. I've seen a lot of good Alarax for some reason. So there you go. You might, that might make sense, but really you, I, I, I personally, what I do when we're banning together, I have the hots complete app. It it synchronizes with hots logs. um, I think once a week. So it, it gets like the weekly meta. Okay. So I look at it and I say to myself, you know with the top picks right like right now true is the top pick across all boards you so want is, to know that why? You're, is that
1: how you're the one who yeah i know that's really strange to me
0: but you want to know why that's the case i'll tell you why why is that because they've merged both hero league and team league together now on hot slugs. So. oh well that's no! <laughs> well
1: that's total that skews the data so much
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's why you see, like, if you look at HotSlog right now, across the board, Cho'Gal is like the number one. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's actually not anymore. Now, Gannis is back to being on top.
0: Okay, but at first it was together. No, yeah, earlier, literally earlier this
1: week, like Monday, it was, it was Chogall being number one, and I was like, what the hell? Also, is it strange why do Cho'Gal have separate win rates?
0: Or like, I don't they, get it. They, <laughs> well, sometimes they, I get some teams.
1: They diverge. <laughs> Gaul has a 54.8 win rate, and Cho has 53.7. Almost, it's 1.1% different. How?
0: I don't know. Maybe, Gaul, maybe there's the one- Cho
1: can't win without Gaul. Let's be real here. They're connected.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I can <laughs>
1: so weird. Um, other than that, like, I don't know. Kind of figure out what's new meta things. Like, Arthas is really good right now. Yeah, Um,
0: and and I think if you're really looking at the meta changes, you're looking at Master and Grandmaster, you know, you filter on them, right? You know, so they're going to give you kind of the clues. And and the one thing I I will say right now is there's been two separate metas for a long time. There's been the HTC meta. Always been, yeah. There's been the HTC meta, there's been the Hero League meta, and then there's been the Team League crappy meta, right?
1: (laughs) The things that only work in cheese comps.
0: Right. Now what we got is kind of this, you know, Hero League... I mean, Hero League, Team League, HTC meta, where, you know, um, what I think I've I've witnessed, at least because I've been playing a lot more Team League, is if I feel like the matches are better because um, There's the teams higher, are coordinating... There's higher yeah,
1: quality.
0: Yeah, those teams are coordinating better, you yeah. know, even slightly better. It's like, you know, it's like a 5% better. But it seems yeah. overall... I don't feel like I've been in a match where I felt totally outmatched yet. Yeah. Even there, when I solo queue. There yeah.
1: has been a few times for sure though. With like, okay. with like the annoying thing is when like those people were like you said, we get the duo queues where it's like, there's like a duo queue and like one of those guys is like a bronze. And then the other guy mm-hmm. was like, maybe he's not actually a bronze, but his like picture says he's like plat diamond or some shit. That's, the- that's annoying to me. Because a person's really not a bronze team leaguer.
0: But it, you asked me, like, what, you know, what you should ban. And I think that one of the things you should consider is what don't you want to play against? That's oh, yeah. really what, that's your meta. Do you want to, you know, I don't like playing against Calethas, you know? Yeah. It's just the flames and the... <laughs> just, chain bomb. I mean, <laughs> chain bombs. I just hate it. It's just, you know, it just, you know, because I just hate it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. I mean, I, mean, I think not, that's... I think
1: that should be something like, <laughs> I think that's how you should ban, realistically. Like it should be like objective to the degree, but it should also be like, what don't you like dealing with? Because that's like if you can't like outplay it, then you shouldn't. You should just ban it, right? Like you shouldn't ban yeah. it. You should not ban something if you think it's like, like if it's like, oh, I need to ban this because everyone else bans it. Like that, you should immediately ask yourself, why are we doing that? <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I think that there are heroes that are just a little bit imba in the uh, in our league, you know. Yeah,
1: Varian uh, for one.
0: Yeah, Varian seems like it's a good band. Diablo can be a good band. He seemed know?
1: to he seemed to fall off a little bit as of late. yeah. I don't know exactly why per se,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but for some reason he's kind of like post bizcon He kind of stopped being as oppressive as he was during like leading up to Biscott, which is interesting. But
0: I th- yeah, but I think if the team. You know it's like you know butcher you know. yeah
1: it's like anything else yeah. right like we've definitely had those games where we've had the butcher aka mike shout out we're not talking shit um he he plays it and we actually do well with it right
0: yeah because we comp we we you know we make it you know and so that's part yeah. of your
1: well you also like figuring, you know the win condition there then too right like you yeah. kind of have to yeah. give yourself a goal as a team mm-hmm. i think because i think sometimes like we what we what we would try to do is we go to meta but the people on the team don't understand what the idea is right like you like mm-hmm. you've said it before where it's like we should be setting as a man and they have the solo lane do solo lane things right like yeah. i think i think sometimes we like know that like at an intuitive level but then we don't follow up on it
0: right and that's because we don't really have a dedicated shot caller yeah yeah you know, and that's the thing is there the funny thing is now is i think even at the silver level there are teams that play well together <laughs> yeah, you know, so the cream is rising you know and yeah i feel bad that i'm bronze right now but you know in the same token i'm having a good time so i don't yeah. really care i mean you it know, sucks I mean, to lose
1: but at the same time it's like whatever you're not gonna win them all so i don't really right. i don't really put too much weight on it
0: yeah and i think uh, uh, the group that we're playing with there's like four of us that are pretty dedicated you yeah know? i and mean I think, we have
1: a solid three to four people at this time right. like more than i've ever had that are regularly playing and kind of figure out roles better, you know, and it's just going to grow over time at this point, kind of. Yeah.
0: And when we move to this, the Unified um, League, you know, I'm, I'm wondering what it's going to be like, the solo queue, you know, and yeah. you know, and how that affects. I wish that there was a way to kind of, you know, I mean, they said that there's just going to be a soft reset, so my my hope is that that, you know, takes you, puts you more into your league, because I do think you can be stuck in a league if you don't. Um, I
1: personally feel like yeah. I am, because I my... Yeah. According to Hot slogs, I should be Diamond for Diamond Platinum range, but I'm low gold.
0: Because you're playing with me.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but that's... It's by choice, you know? Yeah, it says I should be... So it says I'm a Diamond Hero League player and a Platinum Team League player currently.
0: Yeah.
1: So, like... Well,
0: in my own defense, at least I pay attention to No, you anybody. do.
1: I mean, it has nothing to do... I don't think it has anything mm-hmm. to do... Like, I think what kind of happens is the... It's the players you have in your party, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because like you're, you're, like we've talked about this before, like the Malcolm Gladwell thing, where it's like you're, the the weakest. It's like the weakest link kind of idea, and that's really what you have to play with in heroes. Like when, and you can feel it too. Like was it? Mm-hmm. Were you with us when we had that ETC? Yeah, just didn't we had the ETC. Play, he didn't play like a main tank at all. He was playing like mm-hmm. offline ETC the entire time. Like we would pay mm-hmm. him, and like he was just totally mind, like not mindless, but like he was just like. Self, selfish. Like, he wouldn't peel. He didn't do what t- the main tank does. He did what, like... Or,
0: or the gray man doesn't show up in the team fight. When, yeah, you know, or they the misread the fight. situation and it
1: turns the entire momentum of the game. That happens a yeah. lot. I think a lot of times, too, is, like, what'll happen is, like, a team... A team who gets a really big league, and they get cocky, right? Yeah. And what'll happen is they make one mistake and they lose a team fight. And that is literally all it takes to turn an entire momentum of the game to a very negative situation for...
0: I think the strengths of our group is that once we get a, a, a an advantage we typically keep it keep it you yes. know I mean there's okay. been a, a couple of matches recently where we've thrown um after like kind of getting the right team wipe and stuff um, yeah I would but that. other than that, yeah but other than that I think that you know um we tend to stay if we get a little bit ahead we stay ahead and I think yeah. that's really that's really right now if you ask me what the meta is is Picking those heroes like the Stukov, you know, where he, he has... An you should early talk about your Stukov
1: sp- build that you stole from Not Paradox and talk about how it actually has been
0: really Well, good. when it works, is- it works really well. Yeah. <laughs> when it doesn't work, the, the biggest thing Not Paradox emphasized on his Stukov video this week and is you need to <laughs> Stukov very aggressively because he's got the self-heal. Right. But he can, he can do about as much more damage probably than some other types of assassins. Especially if he's throwing his um his auto attack on like a tank and such. Yeah. And the idea behind Stukov early in game right now is to create more damage to make it harder for the healer to heal. And then most that you get these like kind of early kills, which allows you to just spike to ten. When you spike to ten, yeah. you just you, you you snowball that way. Would you say Stukov is uh, an
1: early game healer because of his burst healing or is he a late game healer? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean from a DPS standpoint, he's an early game. He levels out by level 10 and he becomes just a super healer but the thing is if you get like a you know a couple talentiers ahead you know you're gonna you know win the matches you you played you know you've seen but mm-hmm. if you don't have the right heroes to kind of uh, enable him to kind of you know do his thing like you know yesterday we had a malganis that was you know on tomb of the spider queen we could have won without him you know i mean if we had another tank like a johanna something else I think we would have been a little bit better off. He just, you know, he went in and he would just die. You know, the, right. the, he doesn't, you know, all he well, can do see, is silence. And,
1: <laughs> this, is, this, so this is what I'm going to say about always banning a hero since they've been released, like yeah. like Mal'Ganis. Yeah. When you ban that hero all the time, people, when they get, have the opportunity to play them, they go too crazy because they've never been able to play that hero in a setting that is actually like a real game, so they, mm-hmm. you know, so they try to go, oh, this hero's broken. I'm just gonna go ham, right? Mm-hmm. All they do, they just, they just forget how to play with your team, and they don't have any idea about synergy. They're just like, oh, I'm Malganus, I just win outright. Yeah, and that's the wrong idea, a hundred percent. Yeah, because the, the hero is not. I don't think Malganus is broken. Broken. He's not my F broken. I'm gonna use my F as my example from now on, as as like, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the gold standard of when a hero needs to be nerfed, right? <laughs> right, right. And he's definitely not at that stage because there's he's counterable. Like I think Yes,
0: very I, counterable.
1: I think having a um
0: Stukov is a good counter to him. Stukov is a great
1: counter to him. <laughs> Johanna's a good yeah. counter to him, Arthas is a good counter mm-hmm. to him, even ETC. Like I've starting to play ETC a little bit more into Malganis because mm-hmm. the just having the ability to power slide and just do micro interrupts and make space because mm-hmm. Even though Mal'Ganis seems, like, really, like, CC-heavy and annoying and, like, all this stuff, if you can separate him even more from his team, because he can go over... He can overextend easily. Yes, yeah. You know, and if you can do that, you can get punished. And mm. his, his stuff is all interruptible, which I don't think a lot of people realize. Um, mm. So it's kind of just a matter of, like... It, it's almost better to not ban them all the time, unless they're as broken as have was, because... Then you get the idea to, if you have to play against it, you learn how to beat it, right? Right. Like, what's a better way to beat the meta than, not, like, learning how to play into it? Yeah. <laughs> that's just that's my the, thing.
0: And that's the thing with your group of friends, right? You really do have to, if you really want to kind of win more, you know, if that's your goal. You got to sit down and talk. You know, you got to yeah. say, okay. We've here adapted here a lot here.
1: this season. A lot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And you know, I, you see me t- kind of. I mean, my role has been kind of sliding into the support and the occasional off-tank slash main yeah. tank and assassin, right? You know. Yeah. Um. So, you know, so yeah. that's been kind of. I'm a flex player. You know, I guess because Not of my really. pool, right? <laughs> you know, but um, I'm also willing to learn those roles too. And yeah. that's the thing is like, you know, what are you willing to do? I think
1: we're doing better and, too with like yeah. people being able to expand outside the role. I mean, there's a few of our players like like Raúl. Uh, he's He's a, he's a a most a league player and stuff like that, but since Orfeo came out, he's kind of been a one-trick Orfeo player because mm-hmm. of just the playmaking and fun factor of the hero, which is, I totally get it. It's totally fine. too. And I think Orfeo is actually good. She's not, like, broken good, but she's still good. Like, she, yeah. it fits his play style as a as a player, so I'm like, cool, whatever. Like, if you can win with it, go for it. Like, that's that's what I, like, I just trust, trust it as a, as a team, right? And it's part yeah. of playing with the team. And... and you know, that's what part of our fun is banning around it, kind of. And like, OK, let's let's see if we can actually like cheese out the bans, like force the other team to pick those meta things.
0: I know, but we also pick tiers to complement that as well. We yeah, know. That we're that getting work yeah. On, we so like the Orphea Arthas,
1: going. right. Or the what would you what did you do the other time? Was it Orphea Anna?
0: Anna's good. I forgot the, there was
1: another combo we did that was like stupid. Hmm. But, yeah, like it, it's just been fun to kind of make these like duos, trios of stuff.
0: Yeah, and that's the one thing when I was listening to the the Kyle Ferguson, you know, talk about, you know, Braxis Holdout. I think you do have to think about the maps and what do you want to bring into that map? Yes. What do you want to draft? Into? So one of the, one of the things they were talking about with um, Braxis is that, you know, one of the things you want to do is have a high level of sustain. So a lot of people yep. do pick Morales because – she doesn't have mana, right? She's got energy. And she as long as she's auto attacking, she's got energy, right? So she just turns her beams on things and yeah. Pew. So that's one yeah, so that's one of the things I, I, I want to kind of I just
1: got the gif of Carbot's medic. When
0: he's... <laughs> <laughs> but then he talks about, you know, once again, stitches has a has a big role on Braxis. So knowing those heroes that yeah, are strong. Because
1: he, he has so much value with the hook there. Right. Because you can Hook pull people off the point. Because you know me. where they're going to be, right? I think that's, I think that's part of the, the, the skill of stitches is you have to have a. Like we were talking about how he's easy to play, right? And he is to mm-hmm. some degree, but there's also that like other part of it where, if you, you have to have a certain level of map, like, a heat map awareness of the how the game is played, right? Because like you have to yeah. be able to anticipate where heroes like to path and move and things. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're never going to land a hook unless you just have a good intuitive sense. Yeah, because like well, I think
0: yeah, and like you said, you know, we're playing a bit more organized as we yeah. as we get more familiar with each other. Then we'll be able to have those kind of frank discussions. Like, you know, what do we want to do here? What, yeah. what heroes do we well, like? And it, it, you know? it's
1: starting to show too, where like. So some of our friends we have like from uh, World of Warcraft days and things like that. They've been Mm -hmm. they've been playing the games for years, right? So when they get on heroes together, that synergize, they're like they just are you know in sync with each other. They're in tune. They just know they can anticipate each other's like plays because they just Mm -hmm. have that you know huge buildup of skill together, right? Like me and Mike have that same intuitive level of because we've just been playing games with each other forever. So we just kind of know like what page we're all going to be on at some, to some degree. And that's just, you know,
0: know, yeah. Yeah. And my, you know, my, my role on teams is I've learned to speak. You know, I, you see me, I can throw out the shade a little bit sometimes, but you know, it's only out of fun. It's never, you know, out of malice or anything like that. Well, the the thing I noticed
1: about you is you really don't get like, you get frustrated, but not frustrated at, anyone in the team specifically usually mm-hmm. it's more of just like frustrated about something that's going on like uh like it's, it's yeah. more of like on a game by game basis not on like a like yeah. personal level which is which is good I mean I think yeah. being able to separate I, yeah
0: and then there's emotional swings you know you you know part of playing Hero League by myself this summer you know and like you know going through that you had to go through this. Those, those right. emotional things <laughs> where things were going well, and you were doing yeah. You look at your stats. You're like, you know, your soak is through the roof. Your hero yeah. damage is through the roof. Your kills are through the roof, and you still lost. <laughs> so you're right. like,
1: ah. well, well, it's funny too. This is like this is like the exact opposite discussion we had like at almost like our first episode of this podcast. Like we we're talking about like you know setting yourself up for success because back then that's kind of what we were like basing our opinions off because mm-hmm. of, we couldn't play team league that often, and right. now it's kind of like going to a completely different level where we are trying to learn how to be more Play better as a group yeah, yeah, yeah. right That's a, <laughs> it's a whole different dynamic right because now instead of just you and just, instead of just the dynamic of you yourself and i it's you yourself and four other people
0: <laughs> yeah i think i told you this this story there's this kind of analogy like in baseball there's standard plays right in baseball like when you hit the ball down the third base line, the third baseman or the shortstop yeah. base, is yeah. supposed to throw it to first base. Even if there's runners on positions, you always go for the short route. And there's a story yeah. about this team that was dysfunctional. Ball was hit to the shortstop. The shortstop threw it home. He you know, made the play at home. And okay. the coach, you know, when, when the player comes back to the bench, the coach is like, why did you throw it home and not the first base? And he goes, well, I didn't trust the first baseman to catch the ball, right? So it's That's like, yeah. You know, so the idea is that, you know, in like sports, like in here is that there are standard plays. There are standard practices, yeah, yeah. and you know, if you, you know, that's one of the things. One of the reasons why I watch like Cavalier Guest or, you know, some of these coaches is to kind of get insights into those standard plays. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. you know, when you start to understand them, like knowing that the four man rotation is very important on maps mm-hmm. like Team of the Spider Queen or um, Volkskaya Foundry, because... The, the distance between the two lanes is rather short. So staying together as a group of four going into a high hidden bush, you get picks. Right, <laughs> Picks lead to wins. Yeah. You know?
1: And I think like certain things we need to do, like, yeah. or at least what I've been trying to do is like, because when you're used to playing like in quick match or whatever, certain times you'll see things like the lane is not managed. Right. And I've been trying mm-hmm. to say soft things to our friends who are maybe not as into the, the pro scene stuff where it's like, okay, you, like you don't not, you don't need to stand in the lane all the time. As long as it's not being killed by towers and you're not there, you're good. Like, you could kill your wave and leave and then come back. Like, maybe you lose one minion, but that's okay. Because if you go, like, find a gank, it's
0: fine. I think the thing that probably wasn't good for the game is the specialist role. The specialist role was designed to siege, right? That was their role. You know, most of the specialists were some form of sieging. And
1: And they had ammo decreasing talents, things like that.
0: Right. And I think that... You know, that mentality, I mean, they were building a little and Dota where, you know, per se. And I think that uh, that mentality that they tried to bring into the game brought this kind of individuality, right? I'm going to to win my lane. I'm going to and because the XP rewards. Game is changing now where those, those rewards aren't going to be there anymore. People are gonna have bad habits. There's gonna you're gonna still see your nazebo in every game. Now nazebo is a freaking beast, you know, especially if you get him to level twenty, right? You know, right. level twenty turn on the auto win, right? And a lot of those specialists are level twenty turn on the auto wins, right? So you have to decide: Am I gonna go level twenty auto win, or am I gonna to try to get to get ahead and win and stay ahead? You know, that's generally your draft approaches, at least in the the hero league matches. Now, I think in our what we play in. Getting to level twenty is a pretty solid strategy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Stall, 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 stall. But I, I do think if you can work together well as a team and get and learn to pick those heroes that get you further yeah. ahead early, you're gonna win.
1: Was that the game <laughs> we had? So what was the game we had yesterday where we were we made that Iron the the the, you know, the gank bush tactic on uh uh sky temple? We had that oh, yeah. amazing play where the medic and Jaina walked into the bush and we got yeah. two quick kills. That was a, that was a butcher game we had. Like, mm-hmm. like, that play we made, we were, like, kind of behind the whole game-ish. Like, not super behind, but it was close. Like, it was tense. Yeah. Like, there was a point where we thought we might have lost that game. And, like, yeah. having that, like, opportunity, like, having, like, that awareness of a team to kind of come together and not get too, you know, and you're psyched out about almost losing and, like, the intensity of it and stuff, like, we really came, like, we really just made it work, you know? And it was yeah. one of those moments that felt really good to have.
0: well i think like level 16 is that kind of that make or break like if you're trying to go the early you know if you can get to 16 that's where your break point is and then level 20 is like well then it's anyone's you know you know so that's where you need to gank the bush you know do the gank bush strat strat if you want to try to win level 20 there's no more backdooring per se anymore No, i don't think
1: backdooring works unless you get a kill or two like unless oh well and if the team is super unaware but like kind of just capping on that uh the specialist thing is it's like they have so much like they're scaling as like from a kill potential like lane clearing is so stupid like a gazlow or something like that is they scale so well into the late game of how fast they can control and clear lanes that it's just Mm -hmm. it's almost next to impossible if you have like a standard team facing one of those yeah and just like i don't know i don't know what it is about nazebo but like his toad build is like crazy Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: when it comes to those dots at like max range, toads, yeah, and it's like
0: he's, bit... an approach. he's like the he's like the Kalathus kill, kill of uh, you know specialists <laughs> because yeah. like a you bit. Know, he basically. Well, I mean, you know, and the, the thing about zero is his poison. You know, it's just right. like if you can get Vile infection at twenty, it's an you should win the game. If you don't, there's something wrong. Yeah. Like and...
1: Well, then someone else is I not mean... playing properly, realistically, because. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. the one the one downfall in Azebo is he doesn't bring he doesn't bring really any CC to the game, and I, and I still well, think don't.
0: Don't I mean not was. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's so, I don't call that hard CC though. It's I call no. it zoning. Like that's a complete, that's yeah. a different kind of CC. You know, when I think of CC, I think of a stun.
0: <laughs> What's well, not a really fun place to be when the spiders and the toads and well, the, no, the gargants go up inside of your thing or the. But
1: <laughs> when it's on a hard delay there. like that, it's a little. <laughs> It's it, the odds of landing almost every zombie wall is, is something you talk about in game when you're like, damn, this Zebo is la- landing every zombie wall, right? <laughs> so I don't know. Well, it's...
0: And the other thing, like you said, is you know you were saying, okay, well, we want to make our own. knowing that people want to pick things like nazebo M- and and this, right? And because yeah. of the you know, maybe that's the thing as you're as you're as we're as maturing as a team, you need to think, what are those good counters, you know, to those yeah. heroes, you know, and just pick the counters. Knowing that, you know, you can ban other things, you know, that are and and thus keep your your draft order open, you know. Yeah. Um, picking Stukov right now. When we know that we're picking Stukov, we know the Stukov is not going to get banned. Right. right. So that yeah, frees we up know a lot
1: of mental capacity of being like, oh, we should pick Deckard, right? Or White Mane.
0: Right, <laughs> because we know that those right heroes like Deckard, White Main Lucio right now are, are pretty hot. You know, I yep. mean, we know that Lili is pretty hot, too. But I thing about Lili is she's counterable. She only has so much healing out. There. Yep. You know, Jugs and you know, if you take, you know, you take the right, you know, she's not really good with the silence. <laughs> no. <You know. laughs>
1: so It's kind of one of those things, too. You kind of have to um, yeah. kind of just understand what you're supposed to do almost like. Yeah. I think right now it's the tank meta is like kind of blown wide open. There's so many you mm-hmm. can pick. So like, narrowing it down, like you know, getting rid of like a meta, like what, not even meta one, getting mm-hmm. getting rid of the ones you just hate playing against. <laughs> like that's like totally fine bands. <laughs>
0: yeah, I still think there's a core group of tanks though, the Murrin, right. Johanna. There, there
1: always will be. I don't think it ever will. Yeah.
0: The journey, it's like you know it's like Meriden, Johanna, Arthas. They're kind of like your your to, your top three, right? And then, then you have the Diablo, which I see him more as a bruiser, even though he could be a tank, right? Um, Blaze is kind of in. Blaze is still considered a bruiser, or Weird spot, right? And his changes today, will, which we're we'll talking about, is putting him more back into that main tank role now, in my opinion you know, it's taking a little bit further out of the off lane. And yeah. then what we're starting to see now, you really got to change today too, where, you know, her self healing. I think level that's one, a change. You know,
1: everybody has been asking for, for a very long time.
0: Right. She's got to hit, she's got to hit a hero in order to get the heal now. So
1: rather than a minion, it's not really <clears stop> free <throat> healing anymore.
0: Right. <laughs> so that, you know, once again, she's not bad in the off lane. She just plays differently, but this opens up Malthiel, you know, uh, uh, I'm sorry, thrall you know uh, phoenix to be in that off lane role you know and because they can they have some self-sustain but they also have a team fight potential. So when you bring your in you're bringing her in for split soak you know may, and maybe you know uh, some playmaking capabilities but you know when you bring in the mouth the the thralls, the phoenixes for your off lane, you get a, you get a lot more I think team fight flexibility. <laughs> I,
1: I think it's interesting that um, after your changes though, like her mana changes, she kind of fell off mm-hmm. hard.
0: Yeah. Well, that's because people like to spam all their abilities. Yeah. You know?
1: True. Yeah, if she goes um, people are like, I don't want to do that.
0: But she can, if you play her correctly, she can freeze a lane. You know, that's what her job winning the lane is not, you know, it's not dominating the towers. It's keeping your your opponent from it's either doing two things requiring your opponent to kind of try to get into your tower range or or require someone to rotate, to be with you. So that and creates imbalances in other areas, right. For you guys to exploit. And so if, as soon as you have two people up against you or three, Mm -hmm. you're winning. (laughs) So hopefully your team is countering that and taking a tower or taking, you know, an objective. That's
1: true. That's a very true statement. that I don't think people understand.
0: Yeah. And I, that's the way I play Thrall. You know, I play him. You know, I don't. I you know I don't pick Crash Lightning or you know. But I pick the the talents that give me self sustain if I'm if I know I'm playing solo soul lane because I can take the the damage talents later on, and get just as much damage.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. And when Thrall's on top of you with his hammer tapping you on the head, it's percentage damage, so it's going to melt you eventually. So, mm-hmm. and same with Malthiel. Malthiel, you know. He, he, you know, you play like a Garrosh, or you know, some of these heroes that you know have a lot of armor. Well, Garrosh doesn't care about your armor. He just, if you're low health, he's just going to kill you with his last rates. So, you know, really good flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, we've kind of bridged into the whole uh, discussion about the balance change. If you want to, yeah. Do we want,
1: like? Do you want to talk any highlights there? We don't need to talk about all of it. I think. Yeah. I think we should just talk about the key, well, the big ones
0: that we yeah, see. The big ones. Well, number one is that now, if you want to play quick match, you and you want a balanced comp, at least you should have at least one tank, one support, one ranged assassin, you know, in your mm-hmm. quick match. Um, so that's always a good thing, right? You know, so Finally. now if you want to if you want to <laughs> practice hero before you go into hero league, team league, it's just at least possible. you have an environment. Yeah, you should have an environment that should be conducive. In addition, if you want to get bonus XP. Because you don't have two friends on, you know, you can start playing those roles that are needed, like for supports and and tanks. Okay, so the, the you bonus know,
1: XP roles are now a thing too.
0: Yeah, so it is still uh, it'll flash when they need people. <coughs> it's not always on. Sweet. So, I awesome. think the, the some of the changes we saw is Alarak, you know, leading off because he's A, right? Yeah. Uh, he yeah. got some buffs, you know, um, health threshold from cooldown reduction, reduced from well. He got a health threshold for cooldown reduction reduced from 80 to 75% for uh, Ruthless Momentum, his passive. And then um, uh, got some buffs to his damage on Show Force and Mocking Strike. Um, Oh, actually, uh, the Mocking Strike's cooldown was reduced by 0.5. So it's like a little bit here, a little bit there. It's more talent, trying to, I guess, uh, adjust for talent selection. The biggest change I think is is Genji. Maybe we should just go over the developer comments because yeah, those are the ones that probably the that the developers felt they needed to justify.
1: Yeah, I think so, that's that's a good way of putting it.
0: So Genji's basic attack range has been reduced uh, from 5.5 to 4.5, the whole one. <laughs> so basically, you have to get up closer now, and you have to, you know, basically Genji has to put himself in a bit more harm's way in order to be effective. You yep. Know. So of course people are like, "Oh my god, oh my god, the sky is falling. He's <laughs> going."
1: <laughs> I think it was perfectly warranted. I mean, we've yeah, we've gone against those Genjis that are like crazy good still. Yeah. And you can't do anything about it. You know, your team gets to, like 10, 15%, Genji gets multiple kills.
0: Yeah, I mean, Genji still got, you know, he's got deflect, right? So on certain yeah. bosses like and um Praxis out, you know, he can like take the ball down himself just by deflecting. That's <laughs> like, and he can go across the map, right? So him and my have have tremendous value on What Out because they can go between those lanes much faster than other people. So I think that that's something you have to consider. And then their ability to be their finishers, right? So they stay kind of back until yours get low and then they zip in, they collect, and then they do their, their killing shots. And then hopefully you're securing kills on based on, um, Mm-hmm. So, so the next on the list was the Hanzo. Of course, we had a brief conversation about that. Yep. Um, basic attack damage is increased from 188 to 198. So it seems like okay, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get seven overall uh, match <laughs> his w ability. Cooldown reduction is increased by uh, 0.5 of a second for basic attacks, and then cooldown reduction only applies when hitting an enemy hero with a basic attack. So, you yeah, know, this is the thing that's going to affect you on. Uh, uh pv content percent. um at level 16 his fall is technique uh the damage push has been increased by five percent and his giant slayer passive damage increased from 1.5 to 2 percent of enemy heroes uh maximum damage so basically their thoughts here is we think Han- hanzo is able to burst down bosses and map events too quickly so we're removing his synergy between never outmatched and serrated arrows hero- uh, we're making a few other uh, tuning adjustments in order to make his talents more attractive picks and then uh, compensating ones for the loss in the PvE power with some of the Pv more PvP power. So basically, if you're a good Hanzo player, and you, you, we played against a few of these guys where they're just chucking arrows into your heroes, you're going to, they're going to see the benefits, but you're not, you're still going to probably prioritize Vala now on yeah. maps like Battlefield. Or it's, it's
1: interesting because to me, it's like they're pushing more power into the auto-attack yeah. When he's the farthest thing from an auto attack hero. Really. Yeah.
0: He's a high risk high reward kind of hero. But yeah. yeah.
1: Like going the like going the the auto attack time level one is so hard to to get value from if you die at all, right? Like it's it's almost like going pyroblast KT, but you're at you're but you're at at any point in the match you're able to lose it. <laughs> Especially if you die more than once.
0: I still think Hanzo will be able to take like the small camps, the Bruiser camps, pretty easily. You know? I don't think. Yeah, it's going to be the the, the larger camps, are soloing the Boss, you know, kind of things, which I, is I fine. Mean,
1: it's it's kind of like uh, what we what we said before. We right before we recorded. It's kind of like well, instead of taking it all by himself, he'd probably take it with himself and one other person.
0: <laughs> Him and Varian. There you go. <laughs>
1: right, like it doesn't like does it matter a lot. No, it kind of frees up that talent at level four instead. And
0: yeah. it won. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah.
1: one and four really don't matter as much or. Uh, yeah. Or what, freaks out when, out
0: what freaks me out what freaks me out when Rexar solo is like the spider boss on uh, Tomb of Spider Queen. <laughs> like,
1: so I used to play yeah. Rexar like that before they reworked him. And I used to take yeah. every I would turn I turn him into a jungling hero and I would mm-hmm. just go get all the camps and just make them my my friends, <laughs> you know, you yeah, know, because you don't it. hunt alone. But <laughs> I miss Wexar. I wish I could play it more. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hanzo's kind of in a weird place now.
0: And then Kerrigan got a, lot of, a little bit of buffs here and there and reductions here and there. So, I mean, you know, yeah, her basic attack. Yeah, his basic attack has been reduced by five. Um, her abilities, Impaling Blades, uh, the W ability, its re- damage was reduced uh, from 180 to 165, but the mana cost was, and the mana cost increase was 75, is by 0.5. 5 or, um, and Psionic uh, Pulse explosion damage uh, increases uh, to 195. So basically, they've given a little bit more power to the E. Um, but they've also increased the mana cost for these things. So I guess she was, you know, not having mana problems, and that was a problem.
1: Yeah, she definitely wasn't having mana problems. It's also weird that they... So I was doing Q build Kerrigan mm-hmm. when, when I've was when i been playing her. I don't know what the meta is, but I just like the ability of having more times to hop around.
0: Yeah. Bing,
1: <laughs> bing, 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 bing. Yeah. And just getting the stacking Q on minions. I don't know. It's yeah. just... It, it was just fun to play that style, but it looks like everyone else is kind of doing the W like pale build, like burst follow-up build. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, what
0: it, does looks, it does look really buff the cues, right? Because at level yeah. four Sharp and Blades, they gave uh, uh, damage for killing minions increased from 0.5 to 1 and maximum damage bonus increased <laughs> from 50 to 75%. And level 16, the mounting potency, spell power duration increased from four to five seconds. So they kind of you know, um, they're kind of buffing that a little bit. Maybe they nerfed it a little bit too hard and they felt that maybe it's, it fell off again, so they wanted to kind of bring it back. Yeah. Um, Nova, she got um, another uh, set of changes. Um, level 7, perfect uh, perfect shot or Q ability. Uh, it no longer grants an additional stack of snipe for hitting enemy heroes, uh, but has new functionality, hitting enemy heroes, now reflux the mana. So basically... You just don't, you can keep sniping, but you don't get a, you know, it doesn't reduce all your mana. And I, you know, when I remember playing Nova, I felt sometimes she did have mana problem. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And at level 13, uh psionic efficiency, another Q uh, um, uh buff. Hitting enemy heroes no longer refunds the mana cost of snipe. New functionality now grants an additional stack of snipes. So basically they reversed. <laughs> so level 7, you got your mana reduction. And at level 13, you get your additional snipe. So
1: i don't know i don't really have a strong opinion on nova i'm glad she's non-existent from the meta at the very least
0: yeah i mean <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she can be impactful on certain maps you know mm-hmm. that have uh, like objectives that are far away and stuff but on um, squishy maps you know she doesn't really have the best especially if you need lane clear you know. yeah um Orphea, basic attack damage was increased um by uh eight eight points um, abilities, so Shadow Walls damage increased from 150 to 165, and in Crushing Jaws, the cooldown increased from 50 to 70 sec- seconds. So the uh, Crushing Jaws, the heroic, there, they're kind of trying to make it a little bit less attractive for the other one. Um, then uh, on point, the Q uh, buff at level one got a damage increase from 50 to 75%, 25% increase. And level 16, Lurking Terra uh, now shares a cooldown with Chomp. So. And uh, basically, they're just saying, you know, they're they're constantly like tweaking her. So people feel that she's underpowered, you know, since the uh, the nerfs coming out of the um, the PTR. So
1: it's weird because, fun. you know, we were saying that Raúl likes to play Orfeo right? And I don't think she's mm-hmm. she's not band worthy, but she's not bad by any degree. Um, <clears throat> but I find these the buffs they did to be strange. Because I don't think she really needed more damage, like to compensate for the changes they did. Right. Like, like, like I get, I get why they did like, why they like put the uh, sixteen talent on the the same cooldown as Chomp. That's fine. I get that. That's fair. Especially when you get the stacking W ability or cooldown reduction. Like, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was just kind of like the to see them put more power in the Q and Q talents and stuff. I don't know if that's the right direction or rather they're like nerfing the high mobility heroes currently, like, you know, the Genjis, the tracers, whatever, but they're just creating a new one in the form of Orphea by empowering her Q to be that much more oppressive.
0: You know, the devs, their, their justification was they thought that everyone was playing this, um, you know, basically First going combo. for a, Right, the the heist attack, ra- uh, ravenous hunger. Yeah. You know, and then getting a double chomp with Earth and Terror, uh, that was too much. You know? Yeah. So they I totally get that. So they linked the two, the, the crushing jaws and things together, and now and then they're they're compensating by giving us some more damage in the other. area. So that's yeah. their offset.
1: But it but it still changes her from a burst hero to a more poke dancer oriented, you know, style, which I think is mm-hmm. more annoying to play against
0: well this is the other thing is they get this to do this now and then you can just see what that hell out of yeah
1: i think overall it's a it's a pretty subtle change so it really won't i don't think it'll break anything specifically hmm. uh, you know i think it was more broken before and they and they nerfed the cooldown by 20 seconds on her crushing jaws right so that's
0: pretty yeah, that's a pretty big
1: change because it as a because a dps that can set up her own combo is pretty You know, normally you have to wait for your tank to find out the play for you and then you can go in. But, you know, she could do that on her own. So this Mm -hmm. this way, it's not going to be available every fight now.
0: Um, Avatar he got a reduction in his uh, for regenerative micro. It's from it went from 68 to 62.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, you know, so basically people felt that that was a causing issue with per level play. So it was more of a pro change than a, your, your your kitchen matches. So, um, Azmedan, he got reductions on his bo- uh, range bonus for bombardment queue and the level 20 pride. The damage bonus uh, was reduced from 125 to 100. So, once again, high stacked uh, Azmedan, you know, his Qs, are, they nerf the Q a a little bit. You know, they, they give him a little bit less power at the end. Um, Anna. She got a base healing um, reduction from two fifteen to two hundred five. I guess, because, and then so the rest of these changes you, should just say you should Talk about
1: the blanket reasoning for these.
0: Um, I'm not really sure of the blanket, other than they might be performing better than. Ports. Well, they said know, they and, said they
1: want to add space, but like counterplay ability. Mm-hmm. So it seems like yeah. they're trying to normalize the. I mean, not Anna's is just a flat healing reduction, but the other mm-hmm. ones all have like a cooldown. Uh, tweak of some sort
0: yeah i mean i don't think anna yeah anna's numbers can get her healing numbers now especially since she can like you know she can prioritize heroes and and shoot through heroes and stuff yeah Be- because people are picking her now and, and they're getting good with the skill shots her healing numbers are good so this this is just a reduction there like you said a little bit more counterplay but i don't you know i don't is that really gonna that extra 10 points really gonna matter on that probably not with Deckard, because he's, you know, kind of like he's good at all maps right now. I think they felt that they needed to kind of uh, bring him down a little bit. So they increased his cooldown on his um, his uh, potions. And they also increased the mana cost. But then they gave it a little bit more punch, you know, about, about 20 points of punch. Yeah, <laughs> that that, extra I, thought,
1: I thought Deckard's is interesting because I, I really mm-hmm. agree. I, I kind of agree with it because it was kind of like if you try to pressure him, he just self-casts potions and you know, plus his, his passive armor trait just make him that kind of tanky support.
0: So it says here the change is intended to reduce Deckard's ability to keep himself or his allies alive when multiple- so uh, going forward, we will be uh, looking out. at ways
1: uh, when multiple heroes dive him.
0: Okay. It said um, the change is intended to reduce uh, Deckard's ability to keep himself and his allies alive with multiple enemies diving on. Going forward, we'll be looking at ways to increase counterplay by adding these windows of time for players to take advantage of each other's cooldown. So that's like that's what you were kind of alluding to. Yeah. Um was kind of the meta reason. Zukov got a, actually his lurking arm got a bit of a change there. So range was increased from 10 to 11. So once again, we're, we shorten it, we long it, we shorten it. We long
1: it. I know, they're just tweaking forever and ever.
0: You never, you never And Toronto, she gets hit with the nerf bat once again. Uh, Her light of a lunar Q ability, charge cooldowns increased from 15 to 16%, I guess, adding that little window of play they were talking about. Mm -hmm. And then level one, all level one talents have been uh, moved to level seven. (laughs) And then all level seven talents have been moved to level one. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's it's really interesting. The, you know, because it kind of puts Cleanse back out of that level seven tier yeah and uh, it really it's really I don't know it just to me it's I find it I kind of because I tried to look at her 7 tier and her 7 tier is like how do her auto attacks interact to heal her allies basically and I don't I really don't know what talent is the best of those three because it's kind of comp dependent yeah (laughs) And, you know, it kind of turns Toronto into this early game beast and puts her into this kind of set, like level seven area where she'll be f- better again. Mm. You know, put her in that mid game, like early, early to mid game power spike and then she'll be a beast again. Just imagine,
0: yeah. just imagine your friend that doesn't read the patch notes but loves playing Toronto.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I told her, them. I already told him. I made sure. I'm like, hey, Toronto's different now. Be careful. Because <laughs> they don't do this very often. They don't switch full yeah. talent tiers. So so it's interesting that they would uh
0: What's it Freaky Friday? <laughs> it's the Freaky Friday patch.
1: <laughs> yeah. The the uh, the only other thing I would say is that
0: I think that's the name of our that's the title of this podcast, Freaky The Freaky Friday Badge. <laughs> <laughs> So then White Mane, her desperate plea, the Q, the cooldown's been increased from 0.3 to 0.5, so it's just kind of... So I don't...
1: One of the things I could think about White Mane, just from a mm -hmm. playstyle, not really anything pertaining to this patch, is her healing feels very invisible. Like, you don't... Like, it's hard to tell what she's actually doing to be able to put Mm -hmm. out insane healing.
0: Yeah, you'll notice when she puts her... her, her, like her W
1: is noticeable, but like outside yeah. of that, it's really hard to to figure out like how is she sustaining people? Like yesterday that game we had with they had a Sonya and we lost mm-hmm. on the throw pit because the yeah. Sonya was just spinning and winning, and White Man was just putting out insane healing. Like it's just it was just crazy to me. Like because I, yeah, I just I have like- no frame of reference of how she, like like how do I counter that? Because like I don't know
0: yeah i don't think she took the standard or that person took the standard bill with her you know yeah. um i actually uh, didn't check one of the, that yeah i was going to check that myself and i didn't but um let me pull her up real quick uh, maybe. so typically a level one you know when i'm playing i'm gonna go back to my abilities unless you um, want like the q I,
1: build for burst healing of some sort i don't know
0: that's what i you know i'm wondering if she took pity of the frail yeah, that was one of so allies below 50% health received 25% more healing, right? So, knowing that you got a Sonia, she's gonna be low <laughs> and right, around. She's spinning to win. I think she had pity of the frail. Um, and she took that talent at level one as opposed wow. to taking uh clemency like a lot of people do, and then um, she probably took on wavering faith. I mean, I haven't looked at this yet, but I, that's my feeling, that's and then, um,
1: yeah, I know you play yeah. white man a lot more than I think any of us. Yeah. So I mean, it was, it was kind of one of those things that yesterday i wanted to kind of think about because it was like damn that like normally i'm pretty good at figuring out like what is the you know area of weakness like when you can force an advantage especially on a support but i, I just couldn't i couldn't figure it out <laughs> i was like she's just putting out these insane numbers well,
0: that's what i think is i think she'd had the um the uh pity the frail and knowing that like what you know like that's how that that won that match because you can tell by the symbol that was out there. Which I will take a look at it again because yeah. you know. Here's the other thing I'll say about playing in a little bit more organized team versus playing by myself. I look at replays more now. Oh really? You know what I'm oh. saying? Because yeah, before I would look at a replay. You know, every so often. Once, but now it's because the matches are so good. You know, there are and things are sometimes sometimes close. You do want to look yeah. at those replays just to kind of see well what can I have done differently. You know, I sometimes know exactly where the wheels fell off the court. So I don't really need to look at that replay because typically when I don't think people know that when you look at your replay, what you should look for. No. Look for the well, time you died. <laughs> Number yeah. one. Why did you die? <laughs> Make a note, say and then put it next to your keyboard. It says stop doing that. Like stop <laughs> going solo. <laughs> don't or, don't do that one thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the solo next
1: thing, thing is look, big.
0: Look at your team fights. Look at all the team fights. Who was there? Who wasn't there? What abilities are cast? And when were they cast? You know. Yeah, you know that'll yeah. tell you something as well. There's like your two major things to look at, in te- you know when you're looking at a replay. One thing I noticed we're I pretty know. good at
1: doing now is calling when alts get used, so we know when to push advantages. Yeah. Or like identifying, oh, we need to like engage when, X, you know, name hero with certain disengage tool or something uses this ability. We need it. Like that's our window. Like after that gets mm-hmm. used.
0: Exactly. You know, and I mean. These are the things like even Kyle Ferguson, they were talking about, you know, there's standard calls in like master and hero and grandmaster league for like like getting camps and things like that. So knowing the oh, codes really? and yeah. Knowing really? how to say those things to each each other so you know exactly what you, the intent the strategy is for that is a good thing too. Um hmm. uh so yeah, I think as as a group you you start, you know uh forming you know these kinds of communications there was an interesting article on reddit the other day talking about team uh development in, in competitive games like heroes i you know it had like two kind of conclusions and i think I, I have to we'll probably maybe there's be a discussion next week but it was it's it was a very meta kind of level thing but basically it was teams that communicate uh, more effectively um have a better chance of success i think was yeah. kind of the, the yeah but there are certain qualities of that um, aspect of it. So, um, but you know, effective communication. You know, and you know, that's one of been one of the major problems with here is is that effective communication. So, developing the standard practices for communicating things. Well, I, it,
1: it kind of goes back to that specialist idea, right, where people right. have their own pre- preconceived notions of how things should be run, and mm-hmm. they're 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 very single minded in the way that they view it. You know, yeah. they don't want to shift from their viewpoint of those things, right?
0: Yeah. I guess the thing I would love the you know, we talk about, you know, making content. One of the things that, you know, there's been a lot of, like, you know, how to play hero kind of things, but there's never been, like, lessons. Like, here's the storm lessons. I think, like, Squadron trying to do, uh, try to do some things, yeah, right? They had a few but
1: things I'm, that were kind of learning I'm, stuff, but not really well done.
0: And I think my approach to this would be like, you know, not so much teach you how to play the game, because, I mean, there's a ton of videos out there, but lessons on like, you know, hey, you're playing an assassin, you know, so here's the top five practices you should do. You know, yeah. always ping, always shift, shift click, you know, these are five things you should practice this week, you know, and then like these lessons come down. It's sort of like mechanics, right? Yeah. Um, like, well, one
1: thing i never see people do is like alt click their alt or, like, mm-hmm. let
0: people I do know? It. I know you do, you do it. Do you see me do it? I know yeah, you do it I, because we you talk about I, it. But well, you <laughs> know why I do it? Because I took Learning 5s and they said, you know, why, Ty, why aren't you communicating? Like, what do you mean? He goes, when is your, when is your heroic up? I'm like, I, how do I do that? They're like, alt, click. And so, you know, my keybinds yeah. are set up a little bit weird. So I actually had to develop that ability to use my alt, click, yeah. you know, and be confident doing that. And, you know, these are things that, you know, casuals are never going to fix up. One of the other things I saw last, just today, was people wanted to map their left button to be an auto attack, right? Left mouse button. And that seems to be a common request, and it's not intuitive on how to do that sometimes. But the one of the things in here is they did was they they put the option to um, check the box so that wherever your mouse cursor is to attack, versus cl- your, typically your auto attack will attack the thing that's closest. Yeah. By but by checking this button, you can make it to where the mouse cursor so it can attack things further away. I've set my keybinds up to such where my q and my a are close, so my index finger is between those two. Yeah, if you look I've, at your screen, kind I' of just
1: gotten used to a clicking at this yeah. point, so I don't really I don't feel the need to have to have you know that kind of you know that that right click. By mouse thing, because I'm just, I'm just mindful of it, because I've just gotten right. used to the interaction of it and assuming okay, this or just knowing and expecting this is what it's going to do, right?
0: Yeah. Well, one thing I'll say is that if you look at a standard QWERTY keyboard, you know QWERT, the Q for me would be on my pinky finger, and then the yeah. A would be on my the Q and A. Well, I, I'm, I'm right-handed, and you know, hitting those two things with those, those are like the major attacks. So what I do is my I use a weaver So I basically – you can change – you can program all the buttons, right? So my index finger, I basically switched this to like where the Y key might be or the T key might be. Mm -hmm. That's where my QMA are.
1: Oh,
0: wow. Okay. As
1: you say that, I think I actually use – I don't think I use my pinky for anything. I think I use my – what is that?
0: So do you, do you put your hand all the way over like to the left side of your I key? think I use
1: my ring finger as my Q-W-E-, QWE and then use the ER as my index finger.
0: God help me if I ever become a professional player and I have to go to a tournament and I can't use my Nostrama norm- or my... Because uh, or... be I, like... I think I
1: use my... So my pinky becomes my like modifier button that I would use for WoW to do shift commands that mm-hmm. I would have or alt commands. <laughs> oh no, alt is my thumb. I don't, it's weird i'm not I'm not used to thinking about finger placement I just do it right so i'm, I'm trying to I'm gonna have, like I'm gonna play after we're done recording this and I'm gonna think about wh- how I actually have my fingers placed on the keyboard now
0: <laughs> well that's part of comfort right you know yeah. like if you're yeah. le- the thing the reason why blizzard doesn't doesn't make it so you left click on your auto attack is because they use it as a select tool for like playing Vikings and things like that yeah so- <laughs> You know, that's why. but And, I, and you know. I
1: spam right-click. Like, that was the one thing about Orphea I had to remember about is, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you land your cue. That right-click is going to put you in somewhere in a bad place if you're used to spamming those right-clicks, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I had to get used to that because it's not something I'm used to. I'm used to being a tank who's used to, like, you know, dancing in front of people.
0: right? <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> on their, yeah, yeah. I, right-clicking <laughs> constantly. <laughs> like, someone, when I had my videos posted all the time, was like, why do you spam your move, you know? I'm like habit for it's like partly habit partly yeah it's partly habit but partly
0: just but you know I've been playing a lot more starcraft so you know spamming is part of uh, you know it's keeping you your APM Yeah.
1: I was watching grubby play so. uh, Warcraft oh my god
0: hmm?
1: I can't I can't do those games man you're just all over the place like it's just, <laughs> I don't know it's, just, I, it's because I have no frame of reference so it looks way more intense than it is
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that the thing about it is, is like um, you want to play like, you know, for me, I've always admired StarCraft, you know, and so and I think we tied this conversation, whereas um, when StarCraft 2 came out, that's really where I had more awareness of playing those games. When I was uh, when StarCraft 1 Warcraft came out, I was still in school. I was still working all the time, so I didn't put a lot of time into those games. But then I had a lot more casual time, I guess, when Starcraft 2 came out. So I started playing a lot more and started, like, you know. Um, so I got used to their cam- the the hotkeys and the camera mm-hmm. keys and things. Then, you know, the re releases of uh, Starcraft come out and, uh, uh, you know, the remastered. And, you know, yeah. And I went back and played Warcraft. And like, oh my God, these these camera hotkeys and these, uh, you know, it's totally different, you know, it's like playing with, you know, because they couldn't handle all the inputs, you know, yeah. at the time, the mouse. And so, um, so they had these limitations built in. So it's kind of interesting. The here's built on the modern engine, you know, um, you know, the ability to do certain things like hockey camera locations and things like that, I have gotten more used to. And so it's actually, in, it's got me more interested to play StarCraft and learn the the ins and outs of StarCraft play. And, you know, I don't know how it's gonna play with Warcraft Reforge. I mean, I did play uh, Warcraft 3 this summer. I was playing through the campaigns, and you know, it was interesting. I was, I thought I was gonna have a little bit easier time. It's still challenging to control 16 yeah. units, and your little army and stuff. So, um, <laughs> and yeah, you know, the thing about the Warcraft Reforge is it might bring back more Dota type uh, me- uh, maps, right? Because that's where Dota got invented. Was Warcraft about you know? It's the same Remember we talked about, it, it's a game, the same game engine <laughs> underneath it. It's yeah. not like they're going to change the engine. It's just they got a presentation there now that's different. Should be interesting. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so, so rounding out the balance patch was the Warriors. And so Blaze, Mal'Ganis, and Urel got, um, got some changes. Blaze, his bunker drop, once again, they played around with it. This time what they've done is they've added a five-second channel so yep. when people try to enter it. So not only does this thing like take forever to you know cycle, now you gotta like wait 0.5 seconds to, to enter. Get in so it. that means
1: you,
0: <laughs> but that means you can get stunned, you know. So yeah. that's like uh, instant, you know. There's
1: counterplay oh. now for one thing. Yeah.
0: And then um, uh, what was it level four? Feeding the flame. The cooldown reduction decreased from 2.5 to two seconds. So they're giving that a little bit, but and it has additional functionality now. Uh, also refunds five mana for each of the flame strike damages that uh, any hero. So basically, they're giving you a little bit of, re- of, um, um, redu- you know, uh, benefit for pl- taking uh, the Q ability there. Then they t- they kind of nerfed the oil, dis- oil dispersal with the W. It no longer increases the slow amount uh, of the oil.
1: <laughs> I mean, so this is, is something that? I, that's something I talked about when it first cha- they changed the oils' speed right. or the reduction. I was like, that's dumb. It's broken a little bit. So
0: that was when they made it. So they went from fifty to seventy percent. Yes. Wasn't that?
1: Yes. Yeah. Because they just they just buffed the raw. You know. Like not damage, but like they just buffed how strong it was. Period. Already, so it was kind of like, what the heck? To to me, at least, because I was already playing it. So for them to just go and do that on top of it was just like overkill.
0: And then yeah, the, uh, what's a meltdown? The trait, uh damage reduction increased from yeah. four, to five to seven percent, which that makes was, them more that tanky. That was
1: a little strange to me, just because I don't. It's hard to get value for that one because it's less intuitive.
0: Well, it's just a tanking talent, right? So yeah, if you're going it, that's exactly blade. what it is. It's just yeah.
1: how to make Blaze more of a main tank.
0: Yeah, and that's what they said. They just wanted the level four talents to get kind of a. You know, they wanted to kind of mix it up so people stop taking oil dispersal all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's for sure oil dispersal is the go-to there. Um, and teach their own, at the, at the yeah. very least there. It, it kind of is whatever you feel like you want to do. Um, uh, other than that, I don't know. I like the way they're going, Blaze. I'm just worried that Blaze is going to just not have a home after all of these changes. A little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, it still seems like you can win the solo lane, you know. Yeah, but I don't think
1: first, it's bad in any way. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, uh, yeah. know, well, gannis I, I mean, I like playing Blaze. I love the combustion build. I mean, like when we go to the Wambu, the yeah. Blaze and the combustion, that's just, it's fun as hell.
1: You know, you, I, yeah. I've already talked about Blaze too much on this podcast, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> at least not right now. Today's not that day.
0: So Malganus, everyone was hoping for the Malganus nerfs, and what they got was basic (laughs) attack from 105 to 100. (laughs) His uh, Felclaw's got a cooldown increase from 8 to 9 seconds. LDAP comes
1: in with some salt of his own Don't listen to (laughs) Raul too much.
0: (laughs) Carrier Swarm, uh, damage reduced from 66 to 63%. So these these little, little, little changes. And then level uh, level 7, the Wolf of uh, damage reduced from four to three percent of the max. That's probably the biggest nerf right there. Yeah. Know, the, 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 yeah,
1: cool. Because that was the go the to talent,
0: yeah. And then with URL, you know, once again, Maraud's they took away that uh, um, heal against minions. So basically, you have to hit a hero in order to get that, that extra heal, yeah. Um that's pretty much all there was not a lot of like. Time, I mean, so, yeah, they yeah. didn't break a lot of stuff, although they did have like a they had like a hot fix patch with Dragonshire. So basically you could channel Dragonshire the dragon from behind it, you know? Oh, really? Um, so that was hot fixed in. And but then what it was causing, it was like the if you got Dragonshire, it caused that map to load a little bit longer. Oh,
1: yeah. We also didn't talk about the other be- the eternal hunger or the feast. From Orphea. Mm-hmm. That was last week. They hotfixed that one too, where the, the oh, yeah. Triglov protector counted as a hero. And the hero basically. So if you they placed it basically right underneath the base of it, the.
0: Yeah, people couldn't get into you could it. Never <laughs> get
1: in, you could never get into the glove. basically. Yeah. You were um, dead,
0: yeah.
1: It, it would just kill it, and you would never mm-hmm. be able to walk into it. So it's basically you won the objective, congratulations, but you'll never get to use it. So that was not fun. <laughs> For, for those of you that got to experience it, that was pretty That was a pretty big thing for the the overall community for when that was found. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's annoying, but yeah. Um,
0: KSOS had an article last week, his math of the storm for the patch 4.0 came out and he basically, you know, he broke it down into three sections. He talked about the uh, spell power changes so how they were kind of normalized across the board mm-hmm. um uh so basically it says uh the following abilities have their have talents have been updated to have any percentage based spell power modifiers oh yeah, forgot about this when calculating damage so um and then the following abilities had their tooltips updated so basically he was talking about the spell power changes um uh, the channel heal abilities for things like life binder and Heal they can't be interrupted unless there's the hero themselves is displaced, such as uh being put in a mall, <laughs> yeah. So those will go off now, yeah. Uh, um, mercenary XP they normalized the mercenary XP, so uh, uh so make sure so that when I guess they, the next patch comes out, everything's kind of easy, even Steven. So that was a you know, it was a pretty informative article. It's a short read, but it was good, you know, it's one of those things. Did you know? <laughs> did, did you, you know, know? that Trump did you know that Toronto's level 1 talents level 7 talents got flipped? Freaky Friday. <laughs> did you know that we're changing the XP? Are you going to start doing <laughs> this on
1: Twitter? Or you're like, no, you'll do a new post on Reddit. It's called a did you know post. So that people who don't pay attention get get to... Uh...
0: <laughs> and then rounding out our little discussion for the meeting, uh there was actually three here discussions, but I'm only gonna bring up the two of the reworks because Black Heart's Bay was one of them. And, you know, people have their opinions about Black Heart's Bay. Um, it wasn't, it came out on Thanksgiving. It, it got some traction, not a lot, actually, because what I did was I put it up on, put it up earlier that day and then let it kind of go until Friday. So, and then we flipped over on Friday. But people did that. But um, the two that we did have was the Hanamaru Temple which, you know, um, it's interesting that they hear discussions when they go on Reddit. Most people just say they like it or they don't like it. There's only like one or two people that might, you know.
1: Like expand on like, it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Most of it's like, I don't like this map. I would say people would ex-
1: Like have a little bit more to say.
0: So one of the comments about Hanamori, is the sa- Samurai, uh, Mechanical Samurai, is they say it's stupid strong, right? So one of the things you should be trying to figure out how to do is take Savannah's merc- mercenary queen and, <laughs> and combine the two <laughs> to get down to your early uh, forts and keeps.
1: That's that's um, an interesting idea.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing about this map is that the if you're looking for early XP, getting those camps really does it provide you a, a lot of benefit, especially the vision one, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so that can, you know, that combined with, you know, getting your uh, uh, getting the the cart to your uh, your area can definitely lead to some early wins. Um, I can see that. But overall, you know, um, uh, the map itself, you know, and people feel it's, it was a good rework because it's it feels like you have a single objective to fight over now. It's not like you're splitting the objectives and people going in different directions. Things like that. It brings people together, you know, and and it's you know, and then it moves. Right. So it's all up and down the map. Right. So um you know i think that you know heroes that have the ability to transverse the map quickly have an advantage on that so um but like you said you know syvanas definitely has a bonus on this map with all the mercs um any type of jungle or um uh, even gozla has the ability to buff mercs right that's one yeah of he has mercenary traits.
1: lord i believe
0: yeah yeah so mercenary lord could get you some value here uh um and then getting have a good team fight for the uh, the escorts and and anything like so lucio i think gives a gets an advantage here because he can buff the team's movement speed and get them places yep. i agree yeah. so you only go as fast as the payload but you know it is what it is um and then the other rework was the garden of terror which um the biggest change there is the instead of a night the nighttime and the daytime phase you have this uh You have these um, objectives that spawn three times, and then if you get three of the seeds, you spawn the terrors in all three maps. So basically, like a combination of Altarac Valley and Tomb of the Spider Queen. Yep. With about twenty thousand Mercs on it, so another Merc Lord (laughs) map. Uh, map. I wonder
1: if Merc Lord is going to become like a meta thing with the changes coming.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if they're going to take it out. I mean, Mm. you never know. I mean, you really don't. Yeah. I mean, here, you know, um, you know, the the commentary was, you know, most people felt that the a lot of people didn't like the rework. They thought it was, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. Some people a lot of the comments were like, didn't like it, thought it was broke (laughs) and think it's broken now, you know. But Mm -hmm. I personally feel like, you know, like you said, it's a bit like, you know. There's, once again, there's these team fights as opposed to splitting everyone up between two different, you know, sets of seeds. Right. You know, yeah. it's like in trying to figure out what to rotate. Everyone has to go to the same point. Good. Right. <laughs> um, and then, you know, if you get three of them, you get a bunch of, you know, terrors, which they do OK damage, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I kind of like it you know, myself. Um, I really haven't figured out a meta for this yet other than, you know, win your lane get your get your mercs, and then when the objective comes, you know, make sure everyone shows up for it. I do think like when we've played it together, Orphea has a, a pretty good advantage on this because you know, everyone's fighting over that point to channel it, so she can go in and inter- interrupt that a little bit. So.
1: yeah, you're right. She kind of has that good range.
0: And you know, I, you know, what, the one thing that's going to be interesting is in two weeks, you know, with the end of season. Season four and the beginning of season one of 2019, these maps might make it into the uh, the hero pool or the map pool, Ooh. you know. For, so it'll be interesting stuff I and mean, things might happen. Yeah, so these these discussions, you know, um, this, this, what's tomorrow's warhead junction, and then that, that completes all the, I'm not going to do haunt mine since no one plays it.
1: Now. It's out of, it's out of the uh, map pool, so there's no point.
0: Great. Yeah. Right, so um, These here, these battleground discussions, you know, um, there wasn't a lot of content with regards to current strategies, like, you know, not Paradox, he's pretty prolific on this. But when you go looking on Reddit, you know, there's not a lot of people discussing, you know, what strategies are. (laughs) Maybe people just don't know, you know, maybe that's the thing. It's like. You know, maybe this is where I wish the coaches would like kind of chime in like a Cavalier guest would show up and say, you know, this is how you play the map. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that being the case, you know, I don't feel that while I put together the the framework for the discussion of these maps, I really don't feel like I've learned um, for some of the newer ones, the meta. You know, I think there's still a lot of room and maybe that's because we haven't seen them in the HTC. And nor have we seen them in Hero League, where it's more organized play. Um, so maybe that's we'll revisit them later on. Yeah,
1: I think it's a thing we play? should revisit later on, because mm. because that'll change.
0: Oh, oh, and then sorry. starting and starting next week, we'll, we'll be doing uh, we'll Go Back to the Hero Discussions on Tuesdays and and, and Thursdays. Who
1: are you going to start uh,
0: with? Uh, probably Diablo. Um, it was like, uh, I let off with, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be Diablo first, and then Asmadan. Because there was a, there was a, like a, the two of the first ones I did. Morales was also early. So a lot of the ones I did first off, like in March of last year or this year. Well, yeah, it's still this year, right? Uh, <laughs> will be on deck. Obviously, we're going to do Meganus and we're going to do yeah. Orphea. Um, we did, you know, and then, uh, you know, probably S- S- Sylvanas will be towards the end of the, uh, end of the year because, yeah, we, because she's going to rework
1: like super soon. Yeah.
0: Oh, <coughs> Stitches, which. we did the hero discussion in September. So, it's kind of funny in Toronto. I did this, you know, we'll be doing her, too, because the here discussion for Toronto was like a week before she got a rework because, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it's like you put it out in a no way of her. And the same with Brightwing. So um, so those heroes will definitely uh, get revisited. Uh, probably do another my Ev one because of uh, and Phoenix because they've been around a little bit. Those here discussions were early in their cycles as well. So this will probably take us um, Past Christmas, um, past New Year's. And so after that, what I'm planning to do is maybe just doing a hero discussion once a week uh, That's a, that follows our format. And what I'm going to work with is there's a guy who's been doing um, the, uh, what's on Tuesdays, they have the free hero rotation. Yeah. So since we have such this body of um, content now for all the heroes, I was going to ask if he'd link those, the previous hero discussions in there. And then what I would do is, Knowing like what's the free hero rotation, I would go through Reddit, I would go through uh, YouTube and see if anyone's done any updated content and put that in there, you
1: know. Yeah.
0: Boost those up. So it'll be like you know there'll be a, like once a week a hero discussion, um, and see how that takes us. You know, I mean, I, I think that now that we have this complete body of work, you know, that we can pull from, we have a base of knowledge, you know, so that we don't we can revisit things when we want to and we don't have to feel like we have to cover. Everything. Yeah. Now I can go back to living a normal life.
1: <laughs> we can have lives? That's not possible. I feel like, the other thing, I yeah, feel like I'm just the other scrambling thing, lately to just do everything all the time.
0: <laughs> are you just trying to do a ton of podcasts, plus you have your projects and stuff?
1: Yes. I have two podcasts, my senior design project, plus work, plus the gym. It's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> well, my goal is, like, you know, I, I spent this year kind of learning you know, how to be like a reddit bot. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, and, you know, uh, as part of that, you know, I wanted to be a member of the community that provided, you know, some value. And so like, you know, one of the things I liked was the podcast, you know, yeah. how can I promote that? And I definitely think yours has got one of the nicest podcast communities out there. You know, everyone seems like they're friendly with each other. They're familiar with each other. We're probably the new kids in the block that people don't know about, but, hey, you know, we're that's fine. Getting, yeah.
1: We're getting views though. It's the yeah. thing. It's happening i gotta do a better job promoting to be totally honest
0: well you know the thing is is that uh, you and i are working out that relationship that kind of like the chemistry and getting organized and stuff and i think maybe the one thing we do too is we do have like a kind of a wide net that we cast yeah (laughs) Um, because there's a lot of content out there and (laughs) you know uh, that that's the thing is you know what we our niche is the 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 connection to reddit and my connection is being an administrator and you being a content creator yeah you have lately had to focus on school so you're not being a content creator as much as you'd like to be i'm sure but yeah
1: that i've been thinking it's been it's been now that i'm done with my senior design project next week the the idea of becoming more content created or at least making a video here and there is kind of bubbling back to the surface so
0: and like (laughs) i said you know i'd love to maybe do the stuff, where we do lessons, or we do some type of, like, you duo know, duo queue, yeah, yeah, or, you know, just, I think, like, you I know, think trying the to... the
1: idea of having a duo is, is really important, It's it's even, be, it's even more of an important thing mm-hmm. than it was before, mm-hmm. I think, because the, just because how everything's changed in recent times has really given players the ability you
0: know what i mean like yeah like you said the beginning of the the podcast when we started doing this it was you know hero league was dominant you know playing learning how to carry and that kind of stuff now the changes to the team leagues are the big thing now and playing as a group you know and you know trying to figure out what there's what what those good synergies are and 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 illustrating them for people like you know Mm -hmm. yesterday when i told you about the you know the video from uh not paradox Yep. You know, we were we just Stukov. Stukov. He's he's not meta. Yeah, and all of a sudden now paradox comes out and says, "Hey, by the way, just take auto attack build at level one." I know. You're gonna I be- thought
1: that was so funny. Like <laughs> it was it was really cool. I was like, like as soon as you saw the video, I was like, "Huh." Tapping yeah, yeah. damage as right. I was like, "This is cool." Like I just thought that was really cool that you could, you know, do that.
0: Yeah. And then so what you okay? So we we do Stukov's the base. What do we pair Stukov with? Do we put yeah. him with a KT? Yeah. Do we put him with you know? And trying to figure out what's this there's heroes that combine with him to make, you know, kind of a good duo queue, um, Wombu combo, you know, per se. And, you know, and, and then what are they fun to play together too? That's the other part. You know, it's like trying to figure out those heroes that are fun to play together. that synergize yeah. while they go.
1: That's my, that's what I love doing. And I like yeah. thinking things like, you know, counter, counter meta, right? That just, yeah, I don't like picking the same thing over and over again, just because that's what you're you supposed quote unquote, supposed to do.
0: And the other thing about some of these hero discussions and things like that is, okay, so Stitches, for example. Let's just take where Stitches is right now. Okay, so you want to play Stitches. What is Stitches, right? You know, he's a big, big, you know, so you talk about his talents, you talk about his combo potential, and you talk about which maps he's good on, right? And then... What do you practice, you know, to play stitches better, you know, hooking, you know, you know knowing when to take gorge over, right. you know, like we, we,
1: I feel like we talk about this a lot when we're playing games. Like, uh, should I go stitches? I'm like, no, we need someone to follow up. Like, you know, if we right. have a KT Malfurion, then it's okay. Or like a Kerrigan, like someone that can follow up on to certain abilities, then you're good.
0: Yeah.
1: Like some of the times that we even talk about with Arthas, like Arthas can be good, but like, if you need to get to the back line, he might not be the best right. hero for that.
0: So that's part of like, you know, part of a, a video is, you know, is talking about like when the stitches you know, what, what yeah. build you take with stitches and when what maps you put them on and, you know, and, and what to practice in those things. And yeah. I think sometimes those videos aren't typically what you get is the build video. Right? Yeah. Hey, this is probably time and, you know, my <laughs> stitches right now. So I'm going to show you my favorite stitches. Build. Yeah. Which yeah. I think yeah, there's so. a
1: lot there's a lot more soft skills uh, that are harder to talk about. Right. Instead of mm-hmm. just instead of just saying, oh, I feel like playing Stitches today, so I'm going to play Stitches. Like, that's not the right mindset sometimes, because there's mm-hmm. more to it than that.
0: Well, the one thing, like, so, like, Palatine did a murky video the other day, right? And, you know, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, there's a story behind this, too, but because it, <laughs> is- um, it, it, it flew under Reddit as well. But uh so is you know one of the things about murky is that you sl- you know to get the maximum stacks for your uh, your bribe you slime then you put your pufferfish down then you slime again knowing that kind of like that rotation is important to so get to get the maximum number of stacks for your yeah people might not know that you know so part of like instructing someone on murky is explaining to them there's like there's there's standard practices for him. yeah <laughs> yeah. And then you know, and then you know, of pally times got enough experience so he can experiment live on stream. And so you know, he took the fisher, the, the fish tank ability to show like mm-hmm. you know, how how broken that can be sometimes. You know, it's sort of like he was like, because uh, it you know, it gives you health back based on the amount of damage you do or something. Yeah, like it was like he was unkillable for you know, for a yeah. few seconds.
1: You know, what? it's it's funny that as we're talking about this stuff right now, it's like I'm thinking to myself like, as a, as a content creator, it's almost like. I should do more streaming because my brain works better and like that experimental mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. Whereas,
1: whereas YouTube as a platform doesn't people they don't they don't use YouTube as an experimental mind like an experiment yeah. zone. They use it as like I'm trying to figure out a specific thing. Yeah, you know, like I'm, I it's have a this sh- yeah, like I I have this question like how do I do X right or like mm-hmm. or how does someone play you know X some like that using the gaming context right so. It's interesting, right? Like like someone for you, like you make more sense to like go straight to YouTube. Whereas like someone like me would be more conducive to using um Twitch, like a playground type f- atmosphere almost.
0: The only thing I'll say about Twitch that I don't like and whereas YouTube is, you know, YouTube you create the content, you publish the content. yeah, It's got like, you know, it, and basically if you subscribe to so there's the There's no person, searchable will,
1: format, right? Is that <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: But in Twitch, it's like, you got to know where the VODs are. Yep. You know, there's no like presentation. You can, you can make clips. Unless there's someone like Grubby
1: who rips their videos and puts them in videos, right?
0: Right, right. But that, I mean, the closest that you get to that is probably MF Pally time where, yeah. you know, he, he does he a does bunch behind of behind the scenes,
1: like legitimately yeah. behind the scenes of him right. playing and doing what he does.
0: Right. And, you know, he does sometimes shows when he loses, but the bottom line was, you know, his approach is like, I got a premise, I got a method, I'm going to take it and try to see if I can replicate that. And if I can catch it, I'll put it on, you know, as a YouTube content. Yeah. And, you know, that works, too. And like you said, though, but part of it is experimentation. You don't want to give someone a rigid framework and say you can't go outside the box. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just, (coughs) you know. Joel Scott, if you like had to talk to me, to like just get an impression, just probably say something very similar to that. Like it's my personality to be that kind of person, right? (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. But then there's like I said, you know, I wish that Twitch had this kind of like YouTube-esque type thing. I mean, I don't,
1: I can, I feel like it'll go to that to some degree in this in the near future.
0: But like what I'm, yeah, but what I'm trying to say is like you can't make clips. Yeah. And that's fine, but it, like you know, instead of like you know, I wanted to have like a YouTube type environment where I can say like, there's a bunch of people I subscribe to. I don't want to watch three hour vod, right? Right. I right. just want to watch their clips, you know, that they put out there.
1: What's <clears> funny? <throat> what's funny is is if anyone wants to understand what we've been talking about for the last two hours, they'd have to listen to this whole video, anyways. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> the d- yeah, we couldn't. <laughs> yeah, and that's part of it. Like you said, part of it is organic. Yeah. You know, bouncing ideas. and, But generally, you have, like, a premise. You yeah. have a method. I, I,
1: I was mostly being cynical and silly with, with, yeah. with that, but you know what I mean, right?
0: Like. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the point is you want to be successful and people want to see success. So yeah. And, you know, um, sometimes you can see failures, too, and you learn from the failures as well. I mean, I, that's one thing I do like about pilot time. He does put up the failure videos once in a while, too. You know, so just to show you that... There, you know, even if you play well, you know, it doesn't guarantee a win,
1: yeah. Know. I did that too, <clears throat> you know, but obviously, went, the games that I did worse on didn't get a lot of views. But
0: the one thing that's kind of sad is that we lost Grubby for a while, you know, he's going to be playing Warcraft Reforged, yeah, so right. he's not, yeah, so he's been playing Warcraft that, and stuff hmm. like
1: that a lot lately in general,
0: yeah. So I'm not, you know, I'm not sure what's switching his brain, like, he just, I think he said he just got kind of like he's been doing it for three years, right? So I guess, you know, yeah, he's he like, one of the well, alpha guys. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I feel like you can only do like you can only have like one game be your thing for you know, so long.
0: Mm-hmm. In my opinion. But I do think there's kind of this gap right now in YouTube content creators. I mean, you get your now paradoxes and your MF Pally times. Um, I mean I think Kyberys tries to put stuff out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but she, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's a little bit different. So I do think that there is kind of like the I like the kind of the meta analysis that uh, not paradox does. So I look forward to his videos when they come out. But I think there's this gap. Like I said, the dual cue gap might be where we can find.
1: Yeah, our own audience niche. Well, I mean, I, I think yeah, too so is Heroes is super conducive to that. Yeah, as a game. I don't think there's many other games where it really benefits from effective communication and, you know, leveraging the the strengths of players because like i always mm-hmm. you know one of the other things i always try to say you know this too is like if someone is playing a role you have to trust them to play the role properly otherwise exactly. you know <laughs> like they're the solo laner you need to stay with us because you're the healer i understand you want to go soak but that's not going to help us win if you're covering someone else's bases
0: <laughs> yeah well you know that's the thing like i think that you know the support and the tank roles are key they're yeah. like the the kind of the anchors Absolutely. so any any team so i think like what that's what you want to see probably i mean if you see two dps go at it maybe you know, it might have some value but i think yeah. it's usually going to be healer dps um or tank dps tank <laughs> yeah. dps is usually a good one maybe for even them. tank healer you know but I, I don't know i don't know if a tank healer can carry a game <laughs>
1: <laughs> only in the sense that they're like <laughs> I don't know that's a good that's a good question i
0: think we'll maybe we'll it. figure that yeah. we'll have to figure that out
1: we'll have to think about that one that's a good question alright I think we kind of covered everything
0: yeah good discussion good catch up
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> got a lot of like I said by the next week we'll probably have a lot more to talk about yeah so because we'll have be
1: the stitches build solidified and everything like that so
0: that's cool well this is LDAP and you know if you got anything
1: take it off reddit Um, for you
0: or take it off reddit (laughs) reddit um I'm here all week
1: (laughs) (laughs) and uh this is Wendatron or Eric you can find me at feedingcuriosity.net or find my podcast feeding curiosity of the same name on any other platform cause anchor is amazing um yeah just doing all sorts of things And until next time, everybody.
0: Peace.